Good evening. Welcome to the cricket show. We are waiting to join Mason and Guest. And we do hope that you will be with us. In the meantime, we're going to play a recording by the former president of the Western Cricket Board. They have disgraced and debased the status camera. It's all my years. Welcome to the show. A very good morning. Thank you very much. Very good evening to you in, in Bangladesh and to all, all of you listeners, followers all over the world. Um, happy to be on your show, Mr. Ruban. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, let's uh, kick off the show with uh, the uh, common things, you know. Uh, the world is going through a very, very uh, uh, deep crisis of the corona everywhere. How your country is doing? How you guys are coping up with this? Um, we're not doing too badly, um, relatively speaking, just over uh, 700 cases. Um, only, uh, luckily, only 10 um, deaths so far. Um, so we've been doing fairly well. Barbados, um, as an island, is now totally COVID-free. They've been, um, they have not, haven't had any cases in about 35 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a region, no cases, uh, downturn is going to be something else that we will need to deal with. <clears throat> right, uh, Dave, uh, I, I want to delve in straight to the issues now. Uh, first of all, uh, you are, you are uh, going for the ICC presidency. What prompted you to uh, uh, go there and uh, fight for the presidency? Well, uh, you know, two years ago, there were a number of board members who actually thought I, I should have challenged the, the then chairman. But I wasn't ready um, at the time, and Western cricket, obviously, at the stage, um, I don't think I wanted to leave it at the point. Um, and I pretty much put it out of my mind then. Um, and then having lost elections last year, I, I mean, I really had no plans. But then USA Cricket Hall of Fame reached out, um, and they, they would have listened to me on a number of occasions on my own view for world cricket, and felt that at this point in time, um, a pivotal time, Going into the next set of rights for ICC, etc., that was a, a point that I should put my heart in the ring. Right, uh, Dave. Uh, uh, since you announced your uh, 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 that you are going for the presidency post, a lot of backlash have been going on. Well, it's, uh, a, it's, it's, a, cheer, it's a chairperson. Chairperson. It's a chairperson. Yes, yes, Chairman. definitely. It's a chairperson. It's a, yes, it's a chairperson uh, post. A lot of backlash has been going on back in West Indies. I've read in the local media that uh, former cricketers, uh, current board members, including Ricky Skerritt, has been uh, very vocal and uh, about criticizing you. And they are telling you that during your tenure, there was a lot of uh, negative things uh, that have happened. How that have affected you uh, personally? And uh, do you think that uh, it will it will hamper your uh, uh, competition in the uh, post for chairmanship? Yeah, I think all the, 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 the noise that I've heard back home has been personal. I would like them to mm. show me in terms of my performance. We won three championships under my tenor. I was able to mm. um, provide the board with its, with its own home in Antigua, first um, ever. Um, we came out in the block at the end of my entire tenor. So Apart from the personalities and the issues that players had with me, so I made that distinction because um, we changed the system back in 2015, which is what has produced 2014. 
which is what has produced the players that we have now in the UK on show, that the entire world believes has a very good chance against um, England. Uh, and so we had to change the system, and um, change is difficult. Some persons reacted to the change very differently, and um, it's one of those things. Um, and it's that kind of um, fortitude that I'd like to take to, to the ICC chairmanship because I think world cricket needs um, a change um, from the current direction. Exactly. Now, now let us talk about some of your uh, candidacy aspirations, uh, what you're going to do, what are your plans. First, let me ask you, uh, first, let me ask you, uh, there's a lot of talk going on the, about the new normal, you know, uh, during this COVID pandemic, the new normal, we have to all adapt to it. How do you think cricket adapting to it? How do you see the game of cricket adapting to the I new normal, the new regulations? Well, we, we haven't had um, an international game since. The first one will be in a, in a couple of days, um, Western mm -hmm. England. Um, and like I said, I just want to make the point, you know, we now have a competitive team, and I really hope uh, we do well in the UK. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, Colin Graves, the, the other aspirant, uh, my understanding, said that West Indies was a mediocre team. I don't think after winning last year, um, he has the same views. Um, so going mm -hmm. forward, dealing with this pandemic is going to be a challenge. Um, but as we go by day by day, we will then see and be able to, to change strategies, etc. Um, the challenges around saliva, um, that kind of thing you are being using on, on the ball is a challenge. What what are we going to replace it with? Do we need to um, replace it with something, or do we need to change the ball earlier because it may get scuffed up earlier? Uh, those are things that we will have to to look at uh, going forward to determine exactly how we will deal with that. Um, the matter of tea um, and everybody congregating in one area, we're going to probably have to change that protocol that you know, it goes to the changing room and you stay in your own little space and um, that kind of thing. So we will see um, as we go along um, at, at the international level exactly what we need to do, uh, what has worked, and what we need to improve on. Right. Uh, Dave, uh, another thing is uh, during this epidemic, as you rightly put, that there have been no cricket on the field and uh, a lot of cricket boards have struggled financially you know, we've seen uh, the likes of ACB uh, cutting down their uh, staff uh, numbers. Bangladesh is also in a stagnant way. Cricket boards are suffering all over the world. What are your plans if you are selected to the chairmanship to get them out of this dire situation? Well, I'm not so sure that I can help them um, today. Uh, but I believe that the, the ICC needs to take a, a different look at world cricket. Mm -hmm. uh, domestic cricket, in my mind, um, is the most is, is the best asset today. The, the Bangladesh mm -hmm. Premier League, um, IPL, uh, the Big Bash, TPL. These leagues right. are growing right. financially. Um, ICC's mm -hmm. own plans are to have more events. Um, I think that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. If you have more events, then you're cutting down. Um, you're allowing less time for these countries to have their own domestic leagues and actually growing. So I think we need to look at it from a number of angles. Um, how do we have less events but more profitable events, which means more revenues for the board? We need to look at the distribution um, formula, which has been something that I've been talking about at the ICC for a number of years. 
Um, I'm not advocating equal share because we are not all equally yoked. Um, West Indies has 6 million uh, people and maybe 250 probables that could be a professional cricketer. India has 1.3 billion people with 50-something stadia to, 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 to manage, and Bangladesh, 200 million. So I'm not advocating equal mm. share, but there needs to be a way of also providing merit um, incentives for boards that do well. So, for example, in 2016, we won three championships, and Western's Cricket Board did not mm -hmm. benefit from it. Um, and so if you're running a sport and you're in business, then there has to be ways that better performing teams can actually make more money or, or at least drive your revenues. Um, and winning, um, being successful, has not been, uh, we've seen that it has worked in, um, for, for West Indies. Right. Uh, Dave, you uh, briefly mentioned that uh, the teams, uh, the cricket boards rather, should focus on the local popular tournaments like IPL, uh, uh, Big Bash Leagues, and BPLs, and ICC should facilitate uh, that by uh, reducing the number of events. But uh, on the contrary, ICC have been very vocal about uh, uh, increasing the status of the test cricket. You know? Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. They have put more... Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. All of us. All of us that sit at the table and would have sat at the table mm -hmm. are concerned about the same things you are, which is every, every country wants more revenue. But I'm saying to you that the domestic tournaments are actually more profitable than the ICC events. And that's simply because the domestic tournaments, the IPLs, etc., you are able to put the best against the best. And so every game is competitive. Um, mm -hmm. And fans want to see competitive cricket. Mm -hmm. International cricket is not competitive between, let's say, seven or eight teams. It's competitive between the top three teams, and then more, more times than not, we can predict what the results will be um, when those three teams play against the rest of the world. There's a, a clear demarcation between the, the top three, their revenues, performances, etc., um, and against the next seven or eight. Now, I'm not advocating um, that yet. Yes. Go ahead. Hmm. Uh, um, you have any plans to bridge this gap between the top three or four teams uh, uh, with the bottom three or four teams? How can the, the gap be bridged, you know, in terms of uh, on the field playing test match cricket? Because uh, what we all see is that the top three, four teams are playing all around the year, playing more test matches, but they, a country like us, like Bangladesh, who wants to play more and more test matches, the uh, uh, cricketers, they always uh, tell us that they wish to play 10 to 12 test matches a year, but that certainly does not happen. So what should ICC do? Yeah, well, Mr. Rubai, again, I'm not too sure that playing 10 to 12 test matches is profitable um, and makes sense for the cricketers. So I'm, you know, again, those are the conversations that need to be had. Uh, um, I don't think everybody needs to play test cricket. Uh, mm -hmm. We are struggling commercially with test cricket, um, and I mm -hmm. think you know those are the hard conversations that need to be had. I'm not, I'm not any, in any way saying that we shouldn't be playing 10, 12 test, test matches a year for, for Bangladesh and West Indies, but how do you play more test cricket? How do you play more international um, exactly. uh, ICC events and also grow your domestic product in the same 365 days, 12 months of the year? 
uh, and our players need rest. So what I'm mm -hmm. advocating is that we need to have a, a step back and look at mm -hmm. the world cricket, what makes sense commercially, and then that should we should focus on that um, and then allow the countries to grow. So the most important thing for Bangladesh is not necessarily Bangladesh cricket board, but it's players. How can mm, we expand course. the playing opportunities for more for, for more players in Bangladesh by having long, longer playing time, domestic tournaments, larger leagues, allowing them to be able to play overseas in 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 other events, tournaments, right? So, all I'm saying is that um, we need to look at it, and and if and if your players are contracted full time overseas, then the burden of providing them with an income from Bangladesh Cricket Board and other cricket boards then reduce it, right? So uh, all I'm saying, Mr. Rubaid, is we can't, I can't solve it. It has to be a discussion mm -hmm. among all the boards. Um, sure. I have a few ideas that we could, we could, you know, I want to toss around with them. Um, and then, you know, if, if elected, of course. But it, it has to be a solution from a different angle, not just throwing more events in there and having an argument with 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 the different members about their the, the own schedule. Uh, also, the Olympics is very important. The Olympics gets other countries growing the numbers, China, etc. We've been asking for years for us to be an Olympic sport. To be an Olympic sport, mm -hmm. then they'll get more funding. The United States will get more funding um, as a sport. Canada will get more funding, the, the Central America, South American countries. So, you know, those are some of the, 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 the plans, the, the strategies that I would like to see um, coming forward. And those were the things that we were discussing um, at ICC before I left. Right. Uh, David, it's interesting that you've mentioned uh, the U.S. and uh, China, the huge two markets which have been, uh, you know, rarely touched by ICC and cricket. But uh, my question was uh, uh, that I was going to ask you next was uh, similar to this, what you've just said, that uh, ICC uh, have rarely touched the huge markets of the USA and China. And we've only seen sporadic uh, uh, appearances of uh, cricket tournaments, exhibition matches uh, here and there. So, uh, do you think it would be the right time for ICC to uh, play some global tournaments in these uh, uh, huge markets? Uh, like, for example, in USA, they can have a global uh, tournament like the ICC knockouts or uh, the Champions Trophy. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm not so sure about what's going to the, <coughs> the extent of uh, a global tournament. Um, and depending on what type of global tournament, certainly... Uh, T20 in those, in those mm, markets would, would, would definitely work. But there's no infrastructure. So mm. for, for, for uh, investors to commit to putting an infrastructure that will allow them to play in these markets, we need to start developing the domestic market. And so, you know, my own vision is that we need to bring uh, Asian, Bangladesh, um, aid, India, Pakistan, we need to bring those investments into the U.S. and into China to develop the game while bringing the international, international game. So it needs to, it's a, it's a two-pronged approach. Uh, again, Mr. Rubad, I'm being very coy in my responses because, you know, the same way you're asking me about my own views for world cricket, and I'm exactly, not sure exactly, that anybody has exactly. ever done this, I think it's incumbent mm -hmm. on all the 
aspirants uh, to do this as well mm -hmm. because you know exactly. for too long we've just been selecting a chairman without a vision mm -hmm. and a view for where world cricket should go and I think that's part of the challenge where we're seeing in world cricket when you become the chairman what are your plans you know one needs to know so that um, we can then um, assess you uh, as we go along. So again, to come back to the first question you asked me about West Indies, I have a, I had a plan. I can give you my my plan that I had for West Indies, and I can show you every single one of them uh, have been picked. And so my tenure in the West Indies has been one of the most successful in in years. Um, if you want to get into personal, that's a different matter. But in terms of exactly. the sport, growing the number of um, professionalizing the game. Umpires, we've had, we have umpires on the um, ICC panel. Uh, so we, we've, we've picked all the boxes in the last six years. Um, and that's what I think every, all the parents should be able to come on a show wherever and to tell the world exactly how their views on world cricket and how they tend to grow the sport. And not just about their own geographies or their own country from, where, from whence they come. Right, uh, David, it's uh, wonderful to hear uh, uh, such nice ideas from a uh, chairman aspirant uh, like you. Uh, during your tenure, West Indies uh, not only uh, uh, flourished in the shorter formats of the game, like the T20s and ODIs, I'm coming back to the test matches again, because uh, there's a huge number of, uh, of, of uh, interest in Bangladesh about playing more and more test matches. But uh, you seem uh, someone who doesn't uh, see... With a performance worthy of commendation. And tonight on Mason and Guests, we say, Well done to the West Indies team. They went into the last game. It was two to England, two to the West Indies. And that man who's a leader, of course, you're talking about Jason Holder, came big, big, big at the region's Mecca, indeed. And with that stunning performance, the West Indies were able to win the Battle of Kensington Noble, and we want to hail them from near and from far. I'm Andrew Mason, and tonight on Mason and Guest, my smile is as broad as Jason Holder's boots, if one case to describe it like that. What a performance from him. 15 wickets, the man of the match, the man of the series, and I suppose if he had to run in an election in Barbados, uh, he will win quite comfortably, particularly if uh, Philo Wallace is his campaign manager and, of course, uh, Dr. Andrew Ford, his advisor. All right. We're going to talk, of course, to some very special gentlemen. We've got already on Zoom, live in England, of course, Mike Gatton. We've also got Philo uh, Wallace, his attorney. And a little bit later on on the show, we are going to be joined by the Minister of Sports, in Barbados, the Honorable uh, Charles Griffith. He's got a big name, you know, because there's someone called Sir Charles Griffith, and you never know, someday he may uh, become a sir as well. He's going to join us, and we're going to go around, of course, the world to get some reaction. Courtney Andrew Walsh there in South Africa is expected to join us. But without any further ado, I'm going to go to England and speak to Mike Gatton. Mike, how are you? Uh, good night to you. I know it's way past your bedtime. No, no, we're we're in good order tonight. It's uh, it's uh, ready to rock and roll. It's been a very uh, very entertaining weekend. Indeed, and of course, uh, February is the month of love. Now, talk to me about England. 
Do you believe England deserve uh, to, have, to have lost the series based on what you saw, Michael? Look, I think, I think the best team won, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I have to say uh, England fought back well after, after losing the first one horribly. Um, and as I say, the, the last match was a fantastic game of cricket. Um, and, and two or three people performed extremely well um, for the West Indies. And, and sadly, not many did uh, for England, um, uh, perhaps apart from Adil Rashid, who seems to be the guy that uh, does most of the stuff. James Vince got a few runs, Sam Billings, but you know, at the end of the day, the two two spinners who uh, bowled for the West Indies, I thought, did magnificently well at a very difficult time. It could have been uh, a bit of a win or lose situation, but the Sane and Allen, I thought, bowled extremely well at the right times. I was uh, a bit surprised that Rodman Powell came in so low. Yeah, I'm not sure in 20 overs you got time for uh, to send in a, in a tail ender to have a slog when you got some of these. Uh, playing really well and, and strongly, but never mind, it worked out really well for the West Indies. And uh, as I say, winning the toss and getting some runs on the board, I think uh, was a very uh, good decision by the captain. Yes. And before we go to Philo, um, you know, there was some talk that uh, England brought a, a third-rate team to the Caribbean. Do you think there's any truth in that? Look, it's not a third-rate team, to be perfectly honest. And I think, you know, there's uh, a lot of good players around. Uh, all deserving a chance, and one or two people got a chance to show show their worth. Um, and you know they, they've come over to to have a bit of experience, sure. But um, they're representing England, and um, they've got the same chances uh, to to do to do what they need to do. Um, and and sadly, some of them didn't didn't do as well as they might have done. It was a bit as you'd expect uh, uh, some some young guys being a bit inconsistent. Um, so look, we. Uh, we shouldn't have any complaints. Um, as I say, the, the, the side is there. You can only play against what's on the field. So the West Indies did a, did a better job than we did, end of story. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's credit to the West Indies. Final question for me before we go to Philo and, and Dr. Ford. Do you believe that England underestimated the West Indies? I wouldn't say they underestimated the West Indies, no. I think uh, there were some really very, very standout performances from... Certainly, as we mentioned already, Rodman Powell, I mean, was fantastic. And as I say, you, you seem to have found somebody up the order, um, you know, which, uh, which, which is very, very helpful. And, and Mr. King, he seems to be a solid enough player. And Mayers came in and, uh, and played really well with him in the final match, which got them off to a good start. So, look, uh, the West Indies performed at the right times. And certain players who have come in to the team performed for the West Indies, and, and they didn't for England. So that's why the West Indies won. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say good evening to Dr. Andrew Ford, who's chomping away at something. Uh, Dr. Ford, mm-hmm. in a wonderful color, the color red. The elections are over, Doctor. Yeah, but it's a love <laughs> month, uh, Andrew. So. <laughs> Dr. Nice to you, Philo and, and, and Mike, and to the listeners. Uh, Mike, join the series, the West Indies took 43 wickets while England only took 23. Um, which, which shows the discrepancy in penetration between the two sides, even though the, the series was so close. Uh, how do you account for that? Well, I think very straightforwardly, when you lose by 10 wickets almost in the first match, yes. and, uh, you know, that, that, that does make a, a huge discrepancy. You know, when you lose 10 wickets and then get beaten by, by 10 wickets, um, you know, that, that's, that's where the discrepancy is. I don't think there's uh, too much else. If you look at the other games, 
and they're all reasonably close and wickets lost are very similar. So I just think the first game was uh, yeah, very lopsided in the West Indian favour and we played poorly in that first match. And the West Indies did a very good job by just being sensible and knocking off the run. So I think those first 10 wickets against Nort, then that's where your discrepancy is, I think. Okay. Uh, also, there was um, a belief that maybe in, at the death, the, the bowlers weren't really hitting their yorkers and hitting their length. And it's something that, that has uh, plagued the team through various uh, World Cups. Uh, do, do you think it's something that we need to work at? And what, what may be going wrong there? Yeah, look, I, I, would, I would accept that. And I think quite a number of the players will. I mean, uh, when you look at, uh, look at our sort of, um, <laughs> as they kept showing on the TV, look at our, we're sort of the last in the list of, in the last five overs where it's, where it's crucial to, to, mm-hmm. to actually try and you know, restrict the guys to as few as possible especially when it's, it's, it's a big time. And, and we're not very good at it at the moment. But, um, look, it's, uh, it's something that hasn't affected England too much because they're actually they, – they play the game quite well. So even though they ended up being sort of the worst, if you like, team of, in the last five overs, uh, we still haven't done too badly in the T20 competitions. But yeah, I'm sure, you know, that they're looking at doing that. Um, and, you know <sighs> – it's such a difficult game when, when you're in the last five overs. Um, I've always said, well, look, you know, a York is still probably the hardest ball to hit. Um, probably if you don't quite get it right in these games, it's, uh, it can go a long way. Um, but as I say, there, there's slower balls, there's all sorts of... It is something that England will be disappointed at, and I'm sure they'll, they'll be working at. Uh, and it's something they know they've got to uh, get better at. Mm. Well, well, Jason Roy seemed to be a key figure and the, the one that that we, we needed to dismiss at, at each stage, but there are contributions from Ali and Banton and, and others. But England has shown this uh, ability to be able to put out multiple teams in the white ball formats over the last two years for various, over the last year or so for various reasons. Um, do you think the youngsters that are on the fringes are benefiting from the exposure I mean, now, now you have a lot of people and also your last few series, you've also uh, introduced a lot of, of French players. Is it, is it going to make the team stronger or is it breaking momentum? I think in this particular case, uh, it was because of the, the, the sort of scheduling, I suspect, more than anything. Um, because, you know, we've got a World Cup coming up in Australia in November, T20 World Cup. Uh, so, you know... That, that uh, I would have thought would be one of the reasons they wanted to have a look at a few players and probably would have done. Uh, and I don't think they wanted to show any disrespect to the West Indies at all. But, you know, the guys have had a long, long session, the bubbles and, and everything. And and I think that, um, you know, a few of the guys did need some rest because obviously we've got a very important test match series against the West Indies uh, next month, which uh, I should be out to watch and, and hopefully see some really good cricket. But look, um, you do have to give people chances. Um, there are times you can do it and there's times you shouldn't. But I think England know what their best team is. Um, and I think uh, showing someone like Sam Billings and Banton were, were good because you saw some talent there. Very much similar to, to obviously, the West Indies. They're, they've got some really good young players in. They've thrown a bit of the old guys out and they've got some young guys in. Uh, and they've, uh, they've, they've shown the metal and actually uh, played better than our young guys did. But you mentioned something that was very important last week uh, relating to the England captain and, and the management of Rashid and how important the risk spinner is in, 
especially in the, the T20 format, uh, giving them uh, a run and letting them gain their confidence. And, and we've seen how the wrist spinners have dominated. Um, we have a wrist spinner in Walsh who was man the series and against Australia the last uh, T20 home series. Um, for various reasons, he hasn't had a chance to play. Um, any advice uh, since we, we, even though we do have the spinners, we still need the wrist spinner. Um, do you think we, we need to give him a bit of a run before before the World Cup? Well, look, I, I would I would say that it, the two guys you, you had bowling, Alan and Hussain, bowled really, really well. And I know Hussain had a really good uh, series before this as well. And uh, and I think he's uh, he looks a very, very good bowler to me. With the leg spinners, I mean, you know, um, they had to show a lot of faith in, in Adil, to be fair. Uh, Morgan stuck by him a lot of the time when he was probably getting clobbered, uh, but he stuck with him. And, and I think, you know, it just shows if you've got some confidence and you've got a leg spinner that's got some confidence, he's a very difficult guy to play, especially if it's turning. So, you know, for me, uh, it's always nice to have that option. But like anything, you, you, you need the experience. You need to have a bit of time out there. You need to, to get the ups and the downs of, of T20 cricket, and you've got to stay strong. So, look, um, you, you've got a bit of time left. He, he, he will have to bowl... A few more overs, I'm sure. So it, it's just about showing a bit of confidence. And as captain, you've got to show a bit of confidence. And you, you might lose the odd game. But as, as Adil has shown over the years, he's come back and he's been just a huge bonus uh, to England. And he's been the, the go-to bowler. So, you know, the spinners have, have got a huge part to play in this. And they always have done. So as long as they don't have the boundaries too small, which which takes them out of the game. Mm. Um so, you know, spin is a great, great thing, whether it be test cricket, one-day internationals, everything. It's great to watch a good spinner at work. Phil? Mm-hmm. Phil, I'll, I'll give the floor open to you. How are you doing, Phil? Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, mm. Dr. Ford. Mm. This, is, this is Love Month, Phil. Phil, this is, this is Love Month, Phil. Santos and also, also <laughs> my good friend, Sheila Hart. Yes. Yes, Andrew, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, uh, everything is okay. England is not the warmest place, but we had a good day today, Mike, with the sun was out. Oh, good. We had to wear our coats. Mm. Yeah, but it's still chilly. <laughs> but, yeah, Andrew, I thought that West Indies played well in the series against England. I said last week that we have to rally behind them to right. To win the series 3 2 is commendable. England is the number one T20 side in the world. I'm not thinking about second or third rated cricketers. As Mike Batten said, a lot of those guys in that England squad have done really well here in England mm-hmm. in the T20 blast. Uh, you know, guys like Liam Livingston and those guys, they're not, they're not, they're not slouches. They're, they're, he knows what he's about with T20 cricket. He's played in, in the IPL as well. So, James Vince plays in the big bash. But right. when you look at it, I, I thought that West Indies uh, did. They did a lot of right things. Uh, when you look at it, uh, the, the, I think bringing in Kyle Hope, not Kyle Hope, Kyle Mears. Yeah, the top. top of the order. Made a difference, yes. Yeah, you, yep. I, I, I thought he, he, he played very freely. Very freely. And, 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 and in those six overs to the first six, yeah? Yeah, he utilized that very well. Very well. He's a natural hit up. He, he is, he is, yes. Very strong. He's fit. It's just unfortunate they get to see him ball. But I thought that that switch... I agree. I totally years. agree with. I totally agree with you. Well, well it, it took pressure off for of Brandon King. Mm-hmm. I think that Brandon King have has something about him, and I believe that Leeds selected that he would have a word with him. There's something about Brandon King that I think that he can play a, a bit more than T20 cricket, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And this guy's got to be thinking that way. And I hope that they get the confidence from this series, playing five T20 games, you know, in Barbados, 
are, are doing well should give them a massive boost. Now, they're, they're going into the Lions and in India, and I hope that they do go up there with a lot of confidence. But when you look at the way our batsmen or the batters have they turned out batted, batted well. We saw Paul was given the opportunity at number four, got a brilliant 100. And then he, he came back the next game and he got a warm ball. But the last game, then we saw him got, get, get into stride and, and start to choke the ball and play the good innings there with Captain Paul to get us up to a decent total. But I thought that the, the, the batters fitted in to some of the areas that they were, that they were asked to fit into. And, you know, and it was not down to no one or, or, or two players. I think that a lot of players, you know, hold their hands up and decided, look, we're going to, to do what we have to do when it comes to the, the various skills. And obviously, when you look at the bowling, it's unfortunate that, that he had a watch junior never got a game. Because, as, as Dr. Ford said, being, the, being the, the, the man of the series against, or the leader run, the leader we take against Australia, mm-hmm. not being able to get a chance, it, he, has to be, he has to be chomping at the bit. But he came on as a substitute, and he, he took the captain yep, to the he, did, yep, he was yep. playing the game. Mm-hmm. We would like to see him play because, like Adel Rashid is for England, I think that Hayden Walsh Jr. can be for West Indies. I know Hussein has bowled well, and there's a lot of confidence. He has been given a lot of responsibility as well, he's been given. But I still think we need that key Hussein. Hayden Walsh was the first choice, but now he's been demoted. But when you look at it, T20, we played the package really well. And I hope that we can just continue uh, to, to move or cricket forward and make the decisions that we are making benefit less in this cricket. That's all we ask. Jason again, you know, he held his hand up and showed that he can, he can bowl at the depth. He said that he's been working at it and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm sorry. We hope that when we go to India, we will see a continuation. It's going to be a different proposition, different team concept. But we hope to see the same skill levels and intensity when they get to India. But I thought in, 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 the, five, in the five T20s, we looked a better side. England obviously lost their way, particularly in the, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the latter half of the T20 game. Those last fights were worse, mm-hmm. but of course England. And I, and I, I think that their bowler, the bowlers are weak in the last fight. Mm. Well, I think that Chris Jordan has lost the edge. Mm. I think, he, yeah, he's lost the edge. Once upon a time, Chris would have come in. He's 34. I'm mm. not taking that away from him. I bought a lot of Yorkers. He didn't get his Yorkers right, and mm-hmm. they'll the distance. Not a lot of slow balls were used. I thought that Cabal Mills was used in the wrong areas of the T20 game. He's a better bowler than what we saw in Barbados. I can tell you that. He's a better bowler by again handling and managing. Mm-hmm. But we, are, we, on the other hand, we, 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 we had a little hiccup. I don't think that storm is weathered. We had a little hiccup. And I hope we don't trap it on the carpet either. I hope that we try to, to clear that issue and sign off on it. But I think that we are seeing some, some muscle coming back into our cricket and a little common sense as well with our batting. I agree. Batters bat- bat- have to be commended for the way they dealt with the whole game scenarios when they set the total and they were chasing the target. Philo, Philo, I certainly agree with you. And I think the positives from the start, in my view, was the team selection where Darren Bravo was dropped because I didn't think there really was any room for him. I thought that bringing back Odin Smith into the side made sense in my view and saving Allen come back into the side. So the team selection in my view um, made a significant difference. I think winning the toss and batting because we have this thing about wanting to chase, put your runs on the board and I believe that in T20 cricket if you can get batting first, predicting a match like this, a decider 175 or so it could give the team batting second some trouble as we saw the scoreboard pressure in the final analysis, although England had a reasonably good start uh, in those overs around, say, 
11, 12, 13, 14, they struggled, particularly when the spinners came on, the scoring rate went up, they lost wickets, and then it was left to a very important over, very important over from Cottrell. Remember that over, the 90s only cost eight runs. And the 90s over is always yes. perhaps the most important over because you didn't want to have a Jason Holder having to play with maybe 14 or, or 13 runs. So when you do an analysis, I thought the performance of Cottrell was absolutely important, and he came up trumps. So England then went into the last over 20 runs to get. Uh, although the first ball was a no ball, the, the, the second one was a good one. The pressure was on, and Holder did his thing. We're going to pause for business calls. Of course, when we come back, we also want to talk to the Honorable um, Charles Griffith, who is Good evening, and welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow, or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. strong affiliation to St. John, the, um, the parish that, of course, is <laughs> uh, represented, and I tell you, very well represented by the Honorable Minister of Sports, uh, Mr. Charles Griffith. The big name, of course, is Mr. Charles, but given what he did um, in, in 2018 and again in 2022, uh, Dr. Ford, he may very well become the Honorable uh, Sir Charles Griffith. Of course, we're joined now with the Minister of Sports, Youth, and community empowerment, a big ministry he's got, and I want to welcome you to Mason and Guest. You're making your debut from the northern end, and of course, the northern is the Jordana end, and the southern is, of course, the Malcolm Marshall end. Hello, Mr. Minister, with a smile as broad as Gore Hill in St. John. How are you, my friend? I am blessed. I am blessed, Andrew. Good evening, and good evening to all your guests. Yeah, good evening. First of all, are you a cricket man? Are you a cricket fan? I understand you were at Kensington Oval. Brian Wilkinson told me they were there in, in, in the box, uh, just watching the action, taking the action in with your fellow minister, uh, the Minister of Tourism, Lisa Cummins. Are you a cricket man, uh, Minister? A cricket fan, a cricket fan, Andrew. <laughs> um, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was really um, a good win. I want to, to, to big up the West Indies team in particular. Um, our, our, our local hero, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, from from a sporting background, if you looked at the tip when he was going to bowl the last over, you knew that you know he was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. He, because you know he walked to the mark with purpose. He, he actually, you can see that he was about to do something special. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And what does Jason Hall do you think uh, mean uh, to the people of uh, Barbados? I'll tell you. When he won the first test match against England last time we were there, um, it was perhaps the biggest show that we had on Mason and Guest. Prime Minister Mayor Mortley was on the show, along with Jason Holder, along with two other prime ministers. We had uh, the Honorable Dr. Ralph Gonzalez from St. Vincent and the Honorable uh, Dr. Keith Mitchell from Grenada. Holder means a great deal to this wonderful country, doesn't he, our Minister? Uh, yes, he does. Look, Andrew, only this evening I was at a... Um a press briefing, and I mentioned the fact that one of the things I want to do is to have um, a sports hall of fame here in Barbados. Okay. Mm. And 
I, I believe I believe that persons like Jason are people who eventually will end up in that place based on performance, right. based on what he's mm-hmm. currently doing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, a, a lot of our youngsters, it is it is unfortunate that we can't have cricket going again at the grassroots level, at the primary school level, but hopefully that will be back soon. Mm-hmm. But not to stray away from the point, I, I believe that persons of you know Jason who are performing at that high level, mm-hmm. um, a person who we can see transitioning into that um, sports hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Indeed, wonderful. But of course, that will certainly make prime time sports tomorrow. I'm sure that Paul Mears will bring that clip tomorrow. I'm sure he will. Um, um, <laughs> Minister, a, a tremendous victory. And in terms, it's always good to have the English in Barbados. And it also will help the economy as well. Yes. Um, the, the event I referred to earlier is related to sports tourism. Mm-hmm. Obviously, cricket is, is huge. I mean, when I look around Kensington, I, I almost thought that we were playing in England. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it is good. It is good um, on several levels. And, and I think we need, to trigger, we need to trigger more sports tourism on the island. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right, um, stay with us, Minister. It's always good to, ha- to, to have you. Um, let's go back now to Mike Gatton, the former England captain. Mike, you lost your captain, Owen Morgan, very early, and Moan Ali took over. How big a, a loss was that in terms of um, um, losing someone like Morgan in terms of the captaincy? Look, I think uh, he's proved over the years that uh, he has a huge effect on the team. Uh, The team have confidence in him. And, you know, that's not to say they haven't got confidence in Moen, but, uh, you know, to have uh, somebody like that as a captain who who really is a a very cool customer, Uh, he he talks well, and I think he makes some very good decisions. So, yes, it it was a bit of a sad loss. Um, But, again, it's given somebody like Moen a chance, and it's given others a chance to to come in. but, uh, look, as I said, West Indies played better than we did. Losing the captain was a bit difficult, but um, guys have got to, you know, stand up and be counted, take some responsibility. You, you don't just have one captain on the field, or you shouldn't. You should have some other leaders on the field, on the field of play as well, because, you know, just having one's not good. If you've got uh, four or five other guys who are, who are out there who are really pushing hard and, and, and encouraging, it, it, it's important. So... You, know, you should have four or five captains on that field helping out all the while. Um, yes, one's making the decisions, but you need some other people to stand up at the same time. You thought Ali did a good job as captain, Michael? Um, look, mm. you know, when, you, when you lose, you know, he won, he won one game. He got 60-odd and got wickets and, yeah. and made sure he won the match on Saturday. Mm. Sadly, on Sunday, it didn't go so well. No. Uh, I think the West Indies put the right bowlers on at the right time at Moeen, and, and they... And they uh, got the quicker guys on and it didn't allow him to get into a groove um, and, and he got out before the spinners came on and then the spinners did a really good job so you could say well done Kieran he, he got that right and the team got it right uh, and the guys performed in the right manner so you know it, it is um, you know it's a hard game when you're captain you, you, yeah. you make decisions and, and you got to stick by them and and as I say some of the time you just hope that you you get the support from, from the bowlers um, and, and your batters and the fielders. So look, it, it's a it's a tough thing when you when you're when you're when you're captaining, and you know you take the plaudits when you win, as he did on Saturday, where he played extremely well. On Sunday, sadly, mm-hmm. it didn't quite work out. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go back to the ministers on the Honourable Charles Griffith. Um, perhaps we can look now at 
uh, even here at the local level, um, Minister, um, we've not had cricket in Barbados over the period just since 1920. I mean, I look forward every Saturday to going up to my wonderful club, St. Catharines, which is next, next uh, door to Gall Hill, and, and watch my boys play. And it's really sad that you can't get cricket. That must concern you. And no doubt as Minister of Sports and cricket is so important to us, you're hoping that we can get some local cricket um, back in Barbados pretty soon, I would imagine, Minister. Yes, Andrew. Um, you know, we're following the science. A number of the national federations are seem to have sports we started, and we're looking at it. Mm-hmm. And very soon, I believe that we'll be able to make a decision in relation to having sports come back full-fledged. But at the same time, we're treading lightly to ensure that, you know, all of the necessary protocols are in place. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just rush back into this thing and then mm-hmm. have some issues. So we're looking to make sure that the protocols are in place mm-hmm. because the number of... Um, other events that are happening that we need to have persons competing as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that soon we will we will have sports restarted. Mm-hmm. Doc? Hi, good night. Good night to the minister. Uh, Mr. Griffith, uh, we know about the, the various stadia that are planned for parishes within the within the island, and Andrew alluded to the difficulties with COVID and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. How, how important will these stadia be, you think, for cricket and, and other games, especially with lights? Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it is exceedingly important. Look, um, if we're looking to grow sports and we're looking to do that from the grassroots level, mm-hmm. then it is quite, quite important that we have the infrastructure in place. And this push to have this stadium, and I think it's 15 locations now, right. would mean that it can, it can generate commerce for the clubs that are at the location. Um, it will provide an opportunity for those young persons. And look, we, we need to see how best we can harness a lot of the untapped talent that we have around. Um, so these locations will trigger that. It will provide an opportunity for persons within the community to come and engage in you know, selling different things. Because we're looking at a situation where if these um, different locations are totally enclosed, that clubs can, in some cases, charge a fee to help with the upkeep, not only of the location, but in order to buy gear and to maintain the existing clubs at the location. So it is, it is something that is being viewed as very, very critical in terms of the development of sports at the community level. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, a small stint as a as a bodybuilding administrator and for the last five years of my tenure the, the sport was run basically on on our gate receipts and also sponsorship and we didn't uh, seek any government assistance for those five years during a part of a, a recession then uh with covid being what it is and with restrictions on on audience participation and and the pressures on various sports including cricket for financing uh, and the government having so many areas that revenue has to be spent in, what, what sort of a challenge do you expect as far as uh, supporting organizations impacting on, on your ministry for assistance and the sports council and the like? Yeah, um, look, um, I, I'm fully aware that I'm actually meeting with the NS in about two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that the, the, the purse is fairly small. So we need to look at those federations that can probably transcend Barbados, that can go to a level where we have regional success and international success. This evening I came from um, the briefing, you, you mentioned bodybuilding. 
um, PAC, they're having a championship here in July. And we, we're hoping, you know, that we can trigger mm-hmm. a lot more in terms of what is happening in bodybuilding, like you said. We, we have had success for a number of years. But when you look at an area, for example, judging, um, we have a dearth of persons to, to do judging um, in the Caribbean. We probably have about four or five persons who are qualified at that level. And I think that that is not the case. You also need to look at coaching, um, not only in bodybuilding, but coaching in the other disciplines, coaching mm-hmm. in cricket, mm-hmm. because you need to ensure that you guys are having um, the best of advice and we engage in best practices as far as the cricket is concerned. Um, so we need to strengthen and, and hopefully the, the sports council will be able to use um, their mandate to strengthen a lot of what is now um, probably kind of lacking in, in a number of the disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, cricket was something that was commonplace all across Barbados. But to find the, the diamonds in the rough and then to have somebody who can harness that skill mm-hmm. at a qualified level to make sure that, you know, guys do the right thing mm-hmm. is, is important. Um, just before Dr. Ford comes in, uh, you talk about the diamonds in the rough. And I want to mention the name Kevin Wickham. And, and Minister, mm-hmm. I want, I'll, I'll speak to you um, after the show. This is a young man. Uh, that just went to play for the under-19s, and he made, by the way, he was, he was a reserve, got into the side, made 56 in the first match, 61, the second, 22, and then 104. Kevin Wickham is a name that I want you to write, and I'll speak to you afterwards. This is a young man with tremendous ability, and I'll tell the country that there are people that are after him. We cannot afford to lose our talent. You remember what happened to Jofa Archer? I'm not going yes. to say too much more on this, but this young man, he's from Market Hill. He's from Market Hill. I hope to speak to him a little bit later on in the show, but this man uh, in the under-19 tournament, uh, there are many who feel that perhaps he was in many ways the best batsman that they saw, and we have to look after him, Minister. Write that name down, please. No. Let me go back to you, Michael. In terms of the bowling for England, um, mm, look at these uh, figures there. Rashid, uh, how did he go? Seven wickets. Um, uh, Best of two for 17. Very good economy rate of five for 75. Um, Interestingly enough, Philo spoke about Jordan. Jordan, in the four matches, uh, went at 10.46. You had Dawson, you had Rashid, Topling, Ali, Livingston, Jordan, Mahmoud, of course, the main bowlers, and, and Mills, who played in three matches, but he went for 11 per over. Your assessment of the England bowling might get him. Well, look, I think uh, some of the guys had good days, some had bad days. I mean, Topley, I would have thought, has been uh, the most penetrative, certainly in the opening overs for us, um, and has done quite well. Look, the game of 20 over cricket is is uh, is a difficult one when you're a bowler. I'd hate to be a bowler in T20. Mm. So I think it's uh, it's about taking wickets uh, as much as anything. Um, and I think if you if you're a coach sitting on the on the sideline, uh, you know it's about bowling less bad balls. And and sadly, I suppose in this series we we polled as our as our sort of um, uh, statistics suggest is that we haven't bowled particularly well. Uh, in important times, and, 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 and teams have, have got away, um, especially in the last one, where, where the guys put on a huge number of runs in the last five overs. So, 
look, it, it is something that, that the guys will be working on, I'm sure. Um, as I say, for a bowler, uh, it's not it's not a particularly easy game, T20. So, um, but as I say, if you want to win games, you've got to be better than the opposition. And um, as I say, it is it is something that I'm sure the guys will be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, who we've got to bring in? We we you know the, the bowling attack. To be fair, is 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 somewhere close to what I'd expect to see mm-hmm. uh, in the World Cup. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. um, you know maybe. One or two missing out, but 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 not really. Um, Woody Wood's not in there, um, which is which is one that would might might come in. But apart from that, as I say, Joffrey Archer would be the other one that you'd normally have in there. But obviously with his injury, mm-hmm. so those two guys are the quick bowlers who who might replace a, a Saki Mahmood or a or, or a uh, whoever Timo Mills. Um, and you know they've got pretty pretty decent records. Um, but but. Like any bowler in T20, you can have a bad day at the office. Mm. And, in, and in terms of your batting, did you expect more from Jason Roy? I thought he played a naughty shot in, in, in the last uh, game, two fours, and then played across the line. Um, in his five matches, other than 30 runs, best of 52, average 26. Did you expect more from Roy, Michael? Yeah, look, he's, he's one of the senior guys, and, and, and obviously he, he would have been very disappointed at, at, mm. at his, uh, his sort of performance because... Uh, it, it, as, you, as you can always see, if you get off to a good start, then you've got a good chance of building a big total. If you lose too many early wickets, uh, you know, it's very difficult to drag the game back. So, you know, I think everybody is is is, is, is understanding that, uh, you know, you want your top three or four guys to, to be the guys that get the runs. Um, and you know, Jason has, has, has done well over the years and has been one of the main reasons why we've, we've actually um, got to... To, to close well to the top and 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 in around there for for a long period of time because he gets us off to a great start and generally gets 60 70 uh when he does get in um so and he does it very very quickly uh and and the others around him are then allowed uh, there's a bit of pressure taken off of him basically mm-hmm. but when he doesn't get run you got a young lad in there banton i thought he did really well yep. um for his first series banton so um and Mr. Vince, well, he's another one that's uh, mm. he, he's, he he comes and he goes, which is very sad because he's a hugely talented player. Very talented. If he could just find some consistency, yes. I mean, you know, he would be one of the. Yes. You'd love watching. He's one oh, of those top players. Love watching the oh, players yes. consistently. Mm. So you know, that's another another important number. Number three is an important number in in, in this game, as is number four. Mm. Um, you know, and Moen Moen was was was. was you know, in and out a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in and out a bit. I like yeah, that yeah, one. <laughs> look, I, I think it's fair to say the guys will be disappointed the way they played, mm. um, especially the guys with the bat and, and the guys that you, you're relying on to get you a, mm. a bulk of your runs. Mm. Well, I know that you promised us 45 minutes. We're not going to uh, allow that great dame to, to bark. Is he, <laughs> is he behind you this time? Because at this time, uh, last week he was barking. He wanted, he wanted his, um, to, to get some maybe a cup of tea. Um, no, he, was, he was chasing a, chasing a fox. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was chasing a fox. That's what he was after. <laughs> yes. So what we're going to do, we're going to just wrap with you now because we, we, we don't want to keep you up. England are coming out to the Caribbean very soon. We're going to come to the minister about the importance of that very soon. My question to you, would you pick Anderson and Broad to come up to the Caribbean? Um, mm. At this moment in time, um, I, I would I would think there's going to be a lot of thinking about it. It would be very hard not to bring them. Um, mm. 
I, w- I would I would really look. There's a lot going on in English cricket at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's a bit like the West Indies cricket. You were very low to get rid of some of your mm. elder statesmen, mm. um, and especially when Jimmy's probably the leading wicket taker ever. But there does come a time where you know you really want to play. It's up to the player a lot of the times whether whether you think uh, mm. you, you want to keep going. Um, he, he's kept himself fit. Uh, Broadie, Broadie to me is deserves a, a, another go and. You know, so if you bring Broad, you bring Anderson. Um, I would like to see Saqib Mahmood get a chance. Saqib, I think, is a, is a decent bowler, mm-hmm. and I think he's got some pace on him. I think Mark Wood will be out as well. Um, Ollie Robinson has had, had a good good uh, good career so far. He's just taken like a duck to order. Look, they've got lots of options. I think Wokesy's a very good cricketer. Um, you know, there are, there are lots of others in and around mm-hmm. that, that, that deserve to be... And it's going to be difficult for them uh, because whoever makes the decision to drop Broad and Anderson mm. um, is going to be a very brave man. Um, and, and it's a very, very uh, difficult one to answer. But Mike, but, uh, but, 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 but Mike, if you had the job to do, would you bring Broad, would you bring Anderson? Mike Gatton, the selector, the lone selector. Mike Gatton, the selector. Mm. You're going to uh, be, be quoted in the British press tomorrow. I might well be, yes. I'll probably be sitting on the fence, I think, a very big fence at the moment. Because it's a very difficult question to answer. Um, and as I say, I, I'm, not, I'm not paid to make that choice at the moment. So I'm very fortunate enough not to. So somebody else has got to, to be perfect, honestly. Uh, it would be hard not to bring them both. But there is going to be a time when, you know, they might just say, OK, we've got a hard summer coming up in, in the UK. And they're better in the UK, Broad and Anderson, they're used to it. Mm. Come to the West Indies, perhaps bring a couple of young bowlers. And I suspect that's mm. what they might do. They might say Broad and Anderson for the summer because we've got New Zealand uh, and South Africa, two right. very good sides. Right. And they'll want them fit for that. So I think they might well bring some young fast bowlers out here. And no difficulty, no challenge to Roots captaincy? Is he the undisputed leader? There, there is nobody really there to take over, to be promised. You don't see... Stokesy's a bit like, uh, you know, I personally think Stokesy doesn't need the, 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 the pressure on him. Mm. He just needs to go out and play his cricket. Mm. Um, and, and, and Joe doesn't seem to affect Joe's batting too much. Mm. Um, so I'd leave it with Root. Uh, I don't think there's anybody else at this moment who's going to be knocking mm. on the door. Mm. Two, final, two, two questions before you go. One, the series, England versus the West Indies. Three test matches, one right here in Barbados at Regions Mecca. Of course, they go to Grenada, go to Antigua. Do you think it's going to be a tight series? I think it is. I still worry about England's opening batters. I don't know quite what we're going to do. I really yeah. am worried. Um, uh, uh, and the good thing is, I suppose, you know, the guys have had some cricket. Root, Root is still playing well. You know, Stokes in there. Who's going to come in after those two? We're not quite sure. But it's, it's, uh, Milan seems to have done a reasonable enough job at three. So it's your one, two... And then it's sort of your, you know, mm. is it going to be a Bairstow? Is it, is it, who is it going to be? You know, is it is, is Butler coming back in? They, they've got to actually make up their make up their minds. I mean, I think possibly Zach Crawley might end up opening. Okay, Crawley, yeah, um, interesting. So, so we're still sort of searching. We really are. Um, and uh, there's a couple of guys playing in the under-19s at the moment that don't look too bad openers, to be perfectly honest. Yep, but yep, yep. there we are. We're, we're not going down that line. No. But I think I, think, I, think I would be worried a little bit. Um, I, I hope we play a little better than we did uh, mm. uh, in Australia. Mm. A bit of a rest, some of them, which is good. 
uh, recharge the batteries and I hope they come back uh, a little stronger. Final question. West Indies off to, to, to play against India. Three ODIs, three T20s with the momentum having defeated England. Do you think they're going to be competitive against India? I think they can be, yes. I think I like the look of the pace bowlers you have and obviously the local hero, Jason, is, uh, seems to still keep going on, Mr. Holder. So that's fantastic. And I think you've got some decent spinners that right. might well travel the, uh, mm. the, the guys if they get on some turning wickets. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think they've got uh, the pace and I think they've got some good spin. And certainly it, uh, <laughs> you've got some exciting talent with the bat. Oh, yeah. if, they, if they pick their, their, their shots well and they, they, they play as well as they have done against England. Well, so I think uh, it might be quite interesting. Mike Gatlin, well, thank you very much indeed, the former England captain. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And I suppose you can go and watch your great day and chase the fox. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night to you all. And uh, look forward to seeing you in March. Yes, indeed. Somewhere. Yes, we, we will. Desi Haynes will be here to see, of course, your good friend Roland Bush. I met with him today. All the Middlesex yeah, boys. Wayne Daniel. And Wayne Daniel, the Black Pearl, we call him, you know. Uh, he's called the Diamond in Middlesex. He was called the Diamond. Diamonds are the girl's best friend. Apart from being a fantastic bowler as well, to be perfectly honest. Wonderful. There we are. Have a nice evening. All gentlemen. right. Thank you very much nice indeed. Wonderful indeed. All right. We've got Mike Gaddon, of course, the former England captain, just signing off. Always a very good contribution and made some interesting comments. What we will do now, we'll take a commercial break. We'll open the lines, the time for you to call. Of course, the minister is still very much with us. We've got Phil Wallace. We're going to go and talk on the 19 cricket as well. You've seen the Keelers already on Zoom, and he must tell us what's happened with the Barbados team, not doing well at all. But, of course, the good news from Barbados' perspective would be the bat of young uh, Kevin Wickham. Mason and Guest brought to an association. Yes, hello, welcome. Yes, good afternoon. How Andrew. are you, Randolph? Oh, I'm fine. Happy I haven't New heard year. in a long time. Well, I take, I've just taken a rest. Happy, happy New Year to you and the Dr. Ford. And, mm. uh, and the attorney fellow is uh, yeah. getting, getting anything to do in England. And good night to the minister. He, he, well, but, but I think he's going to have a couple of cases pretty soon. Maybe he'll have to uh, represent one of the people in Parliament as well. He's got that ability, fellow. Really? But uh, well, I, I, wish him, I wish him all the best in his new endeavor then. Now, Andrew, first of me, uh, congratulations to the, uh, the West Indies team for winning the game. Mm. One of my concerns really tonight is, is this the same Jason Holder who was the reserve? Mm. Mm. Uh, but the, the selectors, I, I think, should be writing <laughs> some letters of, of, of gross apology. Yeah, yeah. You know, for making this this guy the reserve mm. reserve player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, oh my goodness, it's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, I unbelievable. I think that's why Roger Harper lost his job. <laughs> I am not getting into that. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I believe so. But I think Andrew, that's why you know, you, you Roger know, lost his job. 
Andrew, you know that your job, your job, you promote people and get them into position, and then, then you have to speak. Mm. Then you'll find yourself in trouble. Trouble? <laughs> no, I, 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 I've never been but, in trouble at all. When I say trouble, then you... In fact, in, in fact they recently call me Mr. Naker. Right, right. You, you remember that, don't you? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> But generally, you are very much on the ball. Oh, yes. Listen, in all my years of doing, um, you know, cricket and, 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 and having scoops, I've never had to, to retract any. And, and, and the one that they're talking about, no, there's no need to retract. In fact, I can even say more. Your scoops your scoop generally stay in the, in the spoon. They don't the, really the, <laughs> I like that one. Wonderfully said. Right. And Andrew, yes. let me say though, that despite the fact that the boys have won this, this series, mm. you know we still have to qualify right. for the World Cup. Right. And I would hope that we don't go jumping and think that no. the West Indies have turned mm. the corner. Because now we have the test series. Now, when, if we can get over England in the test series, then mm. you can say that mm. light has really started. I, I don't know if you've been to England and see the... Uh, when the sub the train, if you look up at the sign and it tells you, well, within a minute the train will be there. Mm. And by the time you look from up and look down, you see the lights coming up. Mm. Right? Well, I fell over that, but uh, give you some anything uh, on that one. Mm. So I hope that. Just, um, just before we go any further, um, some sad news. The former West Indies batsman, uh, Easton McMorris, um, died in Jamaica. And in fact, there. Easton McMorris was on my show. This is interesting, you know, because only about four, just around Christmas time, I was talking to him about coming on Mason and Guest. I know he had one or two challenges, but uh, uh, he's gone to the great beyond, but Easton McMorris. But I must say that I am, was one of Easton McMorris's fans. Ooh. And uh, despite my only concern with Easton is that when he played in the games, he would get 100. Right. But when he gets into the test match, right. he, he wouldn't get any runs. Right, so I right. think that's one of his fans. Mm. So if this is going out to Jamaica, as one of his fans from here in Barbados, yes, it would yes. like condolences to his, right, right. To his yeah. family. Um, 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 <laughs> Randolph, this program is going to the world. Oh, well, good. Well, mm. that, that would be heard in the country that you have. Yes, the land so of wood I, and water. So my thing is that I would hope that the mm. guys would... Uh, Right. Uh, keep going. Right. Barbados team, I think, should soon be selected for. No, no the, the team is being selected. And not only that, but Craig Brathers is going to captain. But what I can also say to you that we're working on commentaries. I'm sure that the minister would be quite happy about this because there was no commentaries for the, um, the, the T20 matches that were played recently. And I know that a lot of people were not happy about it. But I can assure you that, um, in fact, myself and Barry Wilkinson, we had a meeting with Cricket West Indies. On, on, on the weekend, and we can, we can confirm that there will be radio commentaries for the three test matches that will be played. We can also confirm that we can be having ball-by-ball um, -ball -ball commentaries for the first-class matches as well. So, uh, in, in fact, I'll also say to you that only today I was able to, to, to negotiate uh, with the powers that be to get the under-19 semifinals between Afghanistan and uh, England broadcast, and it was heard in Antigua. I'm sure people um, would have heard it uh, across the world. A radio commentary is very important. Yeah. We can't let it die. I know that Dr. Kishore Shallow listens to this program. He doesn't miss it. Um, even if he's in an emergency meeting uh, with Weeper, he's going to come out and, and certainly make sure he listens to Mason and Guest. And he understands the value of radio. I've pushed it for 30 years now. 
and I'm quite, quite happy that we can report that there will be commentaries for those three test matches and also for the upcoming games. Remember, next uh, week, Barbados will play against the Leewards, then followed by uh, a game against, who's Barbados playing then? I think it's, is it Jamaica? Yes, I think it is Jamaica. All right. Well, I wish the boys good, Bajwan. Thanks that I've been able to make, make, uh, make the show this evening. All right, thank you very much indeed. We'll take another call, then we're going to talk on the 19 cricket with young McKeel. Hello. Uh, we've got a new driver in the house. Um, and first of all, he's missed the call already, Ken Husband. You know there's a song in Calypso, um, somebody says the new driver can't drive. You know that song, don't you? <laughs> all right, let's take another call. Hello, welcome, Mason, again. Before you do, before you do, good evening, Mason. Good evening, Mason. Yes. Uh, someone is saying, thank you for the complimentary ticket I won on your show last week. Okay. My sister purchased a ticket and we went to the match on Saturday. Yes. West uh, uh, Indies did not you win, did. but we had a great day. Yeah, yes. Okay. So someone is being kind to you. Yes. And, and that no, 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 I want to say that again. <laughs> someone is being kind to you. Good evening, Philo. But I want to thank the lady. Yes, yes, yes he, he won the ticket. Thanks to our good friend, um, Stephen Leslie, and we were quite happy uh, to be very much a part of that. Uh, let's go and take a call before we go to Nikhil. Hello, Come welcome, in. Mason and Guest. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening to you. How are you, my friend? Very well, and to your guest. Right. Andrew, the West Indies Cricket Board hmm. has called you a mischief maker, and you need to defend yourself. Your reputation is at stake. They call me, did they call me a mischief maker? I listened to you on the radio. I wonder what, no, no, don't go call her. Don't go call her. I mean, he's gone. Oh, man. You just, you just give a box and, and move out the ring? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll say this to you, um, and I said it earlier. Um, I've been in this business for a long time, and I do my homework. And when I go public, I have all the requisite information, and there's nothing wrong about the story that I gave. Absolutely. In fact, there's a lot more um, that I could have said. So not to worry, not to worry um, about that at all, at all. I'm not the least worried at all. What I do in radio is that I call, as I said, if you do well, I praise you. If you don't do well, I criticize you. But you know what? Fear of criticism is the kiss of death in the courtship of achievement. I say no more. Can we take another call? Fear of criticism is the kiss of death in the courtship of achievement. And that didn't come from an empty vessel. Now, let's go and take another call, can we? Can we take a call? <laughs> Hello. Welcome, Mason, Mason, Mason and Guest. Hi, good night. Good night to you, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. The minister. The minister. I think the intentions for these ministerials is good. Yes. But we, we need a, We have Kensington that's hardly new. Mm. There's one at the university. We need a proper football stadium so that we can okay. invite mm. those touring teams. Right. Some of those touring division teams in England to come and practice in the summer. Mm. Uh, you, you got the, the guy from Chelsea always down in the marina down there. We could at least invite right. him to bring some Chelsea people down. Right. He will have, it would be it would link with tourism. We have a lot of derelict buildings now going around. We're, we're uh, uh, playing fields where people are no longer playing cricket. You go through some of the... You struggle to make a team at some... You got some nice provisions and you struggle to make a team to find a team to play on Saturdays. I don't believe he's going to build more again. Let, let's, let, 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 let's get a reaction from the minister. 
as we can focus on the stadium. Mm. Yeah. We can focus on the stadium. Yeah, let's get a let's get a let's, let's get a reaction from the minister. Right. Okay. Um based, based on what the caller is saying, Andrew, mm. um FIFA, there's a lot of money in FIFA. Um and I, I think that plans are in train to develop uh, the football stadium to a level where we have international and like the caller is saying, it makes a lot of sense to have those international teams come to the island and practice in the right. summer. Mm. Um, but he also mentioned something that I want to touch on as well, because um, you mentioned St. Catherine. Yes. And a lot of these clubs are embedded within communities. Right. But how many, how many of these clubs are using the youngsters from Indy environs of the club to start mm. a junior program mm. uh, and I think that one of the ways to grow the cricket is for every single established club to have a feeder program mm-hmm. um, i.e. a junior program so at some point in time when the main cricket is finished and we can have um, all of these clubs with mm. junior programs having another tournament I think it would all go well for the development of cricket mm. but how many clubs in Barbados seriously have a junior program going. I, I think that, you know, there's a need for that. Mm-hmm. Need for that. Is there one at, is there one at St. Catherine? Yes, mm-hmm. yes Mr. Well, there is one. In fact, Eric Batson, that you should know very well, he's, he's a St. John man. Do you know Eric yeah. Batson, Minister? Yes. You should, yes. yes. wonderful, wonderful man. Um, he, he's, uh, you know, he came to St. Catherine's as a very young man, along with Derek Bishop and, of course, Kenroy Williams. And he has a very good junior program at St. Catherine's. So we do have a junior program for cricket. I would love to see football, of course, a play the game at St. Catherine's. We used to have some very good volleyballers. The Proverbs boys would have come up to St. Catherine's as well. And we also had a pretty competitive netball. So it's essentially just cricket at St. Catherine's. And I hope that um, we can see a revival of, of those various sports. Thanks very much for coming through and talking to us, Caller. Uh, 712 in the country. Of course, uh, there's so much to talk about uh, on Mason and Guests. Uh, Minister, I hope you can stay with us because we're going to uh, c- continue to open the lines. But let's go to, I believe, Nikhil, are you in Trinidad and Tobago? Are you in Trinidad, Nikhil? Or are you in Antigua? Antigua, are you? Oh, good evening, Andrew. I'm actually in Trinidad, yes. Oh, you're, you're in Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, and, and, and you, you got a beard now, Nikhil. When you were here on Mason and Guests a couple of years ago, uh, we had Dr. Four. Were you then 15 when you first uh, came to um, look at your development? I'm so proud of you to see what, what you've done. We want to say here at Starcom that we are quite happy to be part of your development. You remember this? Young, when, when you came to, to VOB, how old were you then? Um, can you remember when you uh, did Mason and Guest with us? Uh, I was, about, I think, 14 years old. 14, four, four, 14 years old. That's, that's, that, that's a long, long time ago. Now, first of all, before uh, we get into the meat of the matter, what is your particular function in terms of the the, I, the ICC on the 19 World Cup. What are you doing specifically? Um, I was doing television commentary and coverage for the games that were not televised. So okay. the ICC, I think, did a fantastic thing this year by mm-hmm. broadcasting all of the games, even the ones that weren't televised, so that developing nations could still have the opportunity to, you know, show their cricket and, and show really the talent that they have to offer to the world. So the likes of Uganda, Papua New Guinea, all got fantastic exposure. So mm-hmm. I was here, luckily, with the opportunity to be able to cover that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And how, how has it gone for you so far? Um, but the West Indies have been very ordinary, but generally, how has it gone for you, Nikhil? Yeah, fantastic experience. I mean, to be involved in any World Cup, um, everyone would know, you know, it's a, it's a massive privilege. And 
I mean, just seeing some of the future stars, the, the future phenoms to come in terms of generations. I think so many great players, Dirac Kohli, Barbara Azam, Owen Morgan, have been developed from, from this mm. tournament. So excited to see, you know, how these players kick on, especially mm. the ones from the mm. And some of the, the, the youngsters that you've seen so far that, that would have impressed you, can you name a couple from the various countries, Nikhil? I've got my pen and paper. Yeah, sure. I when you look at the runs, obviously Dawal Brevis from South Africa is a household name because he's been compared throughout mm. the tournament at AB de Villiers. Yes. Compress uh, from England, Jacob Bethel, who we all know very well uh, from Barbados. And then I think even with the ball in hand, there's so many fast bowlers that I, I, can, I can call on. I think the fast bowling talent to me has already stood out. You look at teams like Uganda and Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. just the fast bowling pedigree that they've got. There's a, a boy by the name of Juma Miyagi from mm. Uganda, who is mm. extremely quick. From Uganda? Bowled, yeah, from Uganda. He mm. bowled his first delivery of the innings, defending 126 runs, and they had no one in front of the bat. What? Ten fielders behind the bat. So they, they really, he actually ended up getting a wicket on the first delivery. So he, they, they prided themselves in a lot of cricket. Um, it was fantastic to see. I just think, yeah, there's so many, so many names that I could go into and so much talent here on the World Cup, but I'm sure as the tournament is completed, you'll see a lot more of these clips and you can head over to the ICC social media pages and they're a lot posted. Mm. And what about the West Indies? Or anyone that would have filled your eyes for the West Indies? Young Kevin Wickham came in um, because of uh, people getting COVID. Uh, some pretty good scores, 56, 61, or 22, 104. Were you impressed with the young man from Barbados? Oh, fan- majorly impressed. I think, uh, obviously, Wickham started the tournament as a reserve, but mm. then to come in... I think a team which was ravaged by COVID-19 mm-hmm. and get 250s and 100, uh, a really step up, played a crucial innings against Sri Lanka to put runs on the board. Then in that last game to ensure the West Indies qualified for the next under-19 World Cup, got 100. I think it was fantastic to watch. Even when he got out, mm-hmm. the other batters struggled a bit and it showed you just how prolific he's been in this tournament. So definitely was a joy to watch Kevin Wickham and I think he's got a huge future ahead of himself. Nikhil, why is it the West Indies have not done well in this Under-19 World Cup? I think it's a lot of different things, but definitely the COVID-19 situation would have helped. Mm. Uh, having a team where, you know, yes, they started poorly in the first game against Australia, but there were definitely glimpses of some things happening there. You know, that mm. team, the batting did struggle, but I think if they had more time together, losing the captain, the vice captain, mm. your main striker, and Johan Lane, um, a big spin option in Onaje Emery, uh, so I think there's so many, there were so many variables that they had to deal with. Then the head coach, Floyd Rifa, also caught COVID. So oh, did. they had so many variables to, to deal with that I think they just weren't able to, to have the experience oh. to win it at crucial times. And they were in a really tough group, maybe the toughest group of the tournament. Mm, I see. Well, stay with us. Uh, Leon Johnson joins us, of course. Um, there's so much to talk about. We've got the first class season starting next week. Um, the, the Guyanese... Uh, um, it were the, like the Don Gorgons, as they would say in Jamaica, for quite a long time. Leon J- Johnson um, winning all these trophies. The, the smilers brawl is Georgetown. Leon, before we say anything, how are the twins? I always begin. How are your twins going? Are they okay, Leon? The captain of the, of the Guyana side? How, how are they going? Going well? Leon? Ah, ah, we got, we're getting something there now. Yes. How are you? Good evening to you, Leon. Just trying to... Um, Dr. Ford, can you help Leon? 
You, we, we know you're a big IT man. His mic is on, but we're not hearing any, getting any volume from his, uh, his um, audio. Just, just turn the volume up like, um, like, like the mighty grinder. You know, we got a clip thrown in in Barbados that um, turn, he says, turn up the speaker. Well, while, while he tries to grapple with that, uh, yeah. I have a... Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Leon, how are you doing, first of all? Uh, looking forward to the first class season of the stars uh, next week. Leon? Uh, yeah, man, I'm doing fine. Happy New Year to you. Oh, this February 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, first time speaking to you for the year. Right. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the, to the beginning of the first class season. Uh, it's been two years. It's been two years since we played. So, you know, a lot of eager guys waiting to get out in the park. Mm-hmm. How, 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 would preparation, how, how did the preparations go for you? Yeah, we had we had three uh, trial games uh, in the last um, three weeks. It went well. Uh, I think the batting was a bit disappointing. Um, well, you no, know, the first game a lot of the guys are rusty, not been playing a lot of red ball cricket, if any at all. Most of it's been um, mm-hmm. white ball cricket in, in different parts of the world for guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys are a bit rusty in those those first two games, and uh, the last one we we had. Um, not not such a great outing at Providence. Um, you know, the, the butters, as I said, struggled a bit. Their uh, ball did a lot and they struggled a bit. But, you know, looking at the composition of, of the, the 15 players that we put together, experienced button lineup. Mm-hmm. It'll be an experienced button lineup. So, you know, banking on the guys to, to come good. You have a couple of days practice here, including today and, and for the rest of the weekend, and get to train that. Mm-hmm. Some more days of practice, so you know. Mm-hmm. I said, hoping the guys use their experience and, and come good when the tournament starts. And of course, Leon, you, you, I'm sure you're happy to have Kimo Paul back. He's been plagued with injuries. He's your vice captain. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's been a, a wholehearted performer for us over the over the um, you know last three to four seasons when he when he came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he's one of the more experienced players now. Not just in first class cricket, but he's he's a globe trot. He's been around playing a lot of cricket. He has a lot of experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously going forward, you know, Vishal has obviously done it for the for the past five for the past five seasons. Uh, I think the you know, the selectors obviously, you know, looking looking forward, looking to the future, have given Kimo that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Ford or Philo, any any questions for the minister Nikhil or, or Leon? Hello? I just want to ask the minister, uh, what role does the National Sports Council is going to play mm. in, uh, in, in the development of this stadium? Obviously, I'm looking to unearth uh, the diamonds that mm. you talk about. What role are they going to play? Well, um, Philo, the, the, the Sports Council is largely developmental. So once we have the infrastructure in place, then the onus is going to be on the sports council to have the necessary coaching at these locations. And not only the coaching, but to maintain um, the venues because it makes no no sense spending um, a whole set of money to develop these locations and then um, in a couple of years' time, they're falling flat. Um, Government will just embark on um, repurposing a lot of buildings. We don't want that to happen to these different stadiums that we are putting down. So Sports Council will be tasked specifically with developing talent at these locations. And like I said, if we can get the, the, the clubs 
to, to, to help us in terms of providing some of that, um, the necessary, uh, what, to get the, the, the youth cricket going. Now, I'm, I'm at Youth Affairs, and we have youth officers that are also on the ground that we do a number of sports training programs. So cricket should factor in a prominent way at these particular locations, because by and large, a lot of the locations are cricket locations in the first place. Okay. Uh, is going. Okay. Um, but I guess I do have a question for Leon. Uh, Leon, you, you have a the national player, Sherman uh, Hetmeyer. He's he's probably in the West Indies. Yes. We do have some issues with fitness, but Hetmeyer has been the only player mentioned probably twice by the coach and even on two occasions by the captain relating to fitness. We know he's a very talented player. How is uh, Leon coming along with his preparation yeah. and also his fitness? Yeah, he's actually he had COVID in the last uh, okay. within the last two weeks. He had COVID. Uh, he was a training today. Obviously, he, he played the first trial game and, and he scored 100 and So, obviously, they, as he said, he's very talented. Um, I know he, he had a chat with with chairman and selectors and, uh, and stuff like that. Mr. Star one. And mm-hmm. I think they are out a, a, a few issues that he has been having personally with, with his fitness. Mm. But you know, he, he came to training and he's he's putting in the work. The last mm. two days he's been he's been putting in some work. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I think he's he's experienced enough to to know where he needs to be. Mm. Um, he did fault a bit in his in his fitness, but um, mm. having having spoken to him uh, mm. recently, he obviously still has the the passion to to represent the region and in international cricket. And, okay. you know he's. Mm. Very keen on, on playing this whole day tournament as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Nikhil, I think uh, Tony Cozier was, was our last great um, TV cricket, uh, you know, broadcaster. Uh, and, you know, Michael Holding has, has retired. We, we don't really have a West Indian broadcast that gets to do uh, the neutral important uh, matches like the Ashes or or any of those things, they only come fine for maybe West Indian matches. So, so there's a, a dearth and a need for sure. development of, of TV West Indian broadcasters as, as another facet, like umpiring and otherwise. What What are your aspirations as far as that is concerned? Since you have some experience uh, with mm-hmm. the under-19s. Yeah, thanks for the question, Doctor. Before definitely um, something on you know high in terms of my aspirations. I look at people like the great Tony Kozier or, or even Harsha Bogle. Um, Fazir Mohammed is another one that's done a lot of international cricket. I think these guys are so, should be so credited. And I think because people don't understand the, the demand for, in commentary now is a lot for former players. So to see guys at like Harsha Bogle make it to the top and, and be so well respected globally, mm-hmm. Tony Kozier, obviously I don't need to say anything about him. Um, probably one of the greatest of all time. I just think, those are the people that really inspire me and definitely is there's the footsteps I want to be following in. Um, and, and this is a great experience for me just to get a taste of what it is to do international cricket. And it's definitely something that I want to, to take all the way and, and get to the highest level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just a question for Philo. I, I wanted to ask him this earlier. Uh, as it relates to the, the more orthodox batsmen in the, in the recent T20 squad, let's say a Ralph and Shea Hope, and the Darren Bravo, 
um, we we had some some difficulty trying to decide which of these guys should be there and if we, we needed two of them at, at one time. And Chase is, is a dual player as well as, as Hope and, and Bravo struggled. Uh, and maybe, as Andrew said, maybe he had one match too many or so. How, how do you think we can rationalize the need for players like that within the T20 uh, 11? I, I, I think that when you look at it, Dr. I, I would play Chase Hope in T20. Mm. I think that I agree with you, Philo. I agree with you. I agree with you. Don't take T20 cricket as shareholders for here at all. Russian Chase had a good CPL, and we all thought that going off the World Cup would have done him the world of good. It has not. His cricket has fallen backwards. I'm happy to see that he's not going to India. And he's going to be in the Caribbean playing for their cricket mm. and looking to regain the confidence because England are coming and they're going to come hard at us. I think Bravo has lost the art. His confidence is so low. And what surprised me is that. In that game that Rafa Power scored 100, Bravo batted at seven. Mm. And he'd be going for a run chase. And if you, it's, you know, they said that they brought in Rafa Power because he right handed got out. But in the final game, two left handers met at the crease. <laughs> so I don't know. But I think that Bravo needs to reassess himself. He's going off to India, and I hope that he go there. I really look to do well for mm. himself as, mm. a, as a batter. Too talented a batter. So, would you have car- would you carried him to India? Bravo. He's going on the strength, Andrew, that he, that he can back spin. Mm. And I'm hoping that... What about his stats? Really what, what about his stats? I'm not a big... I, I'm not big on stats. Mm, okay. Uh, stats sometimes just put us in trouble. Mm. I think that Bravo... And Bravo has the right management. I mm. get his temperament right. I think he can produce. He's not mm. at all, Andrew. Mm. I think he still has to play West Indies cricket. But mm. he, Bravo himself, has to show... He wants to play. I would have felt bad at Bravo to see Rafa Power buying up for scoring 120 games. Mm. I would say, well, that should be me. I could step up to the plate. And he needs to do it because at the end of the day, he's going to be lost in our cricket. And, and we're just going to forget about a Darren Bravo. And it's sad to see that his cricket is just tapering off uh, like that. And Dr. Ford, I think that we need to try to establish who is going to come. But Puran seems to be the established number three. <laughs> We have Evelosh who come back from injury. We have uh, Palmeiras going about the top along with Brandon Pink. So we have three openers. Mm-hmm. We have Puran. We need to still get that four or five. Our captain juggles up and down in the middle. But I think he should set at number five. But he juggles up and down. He's fit. But I think we still, we still need to have our middle order a bit more solidified. We saw Shamar Brooks in, in Pakistan. But, but, but authentic batting, doing really well. He didn't get a chance against, against England. I don't think he's in the T20 squad for India. But I think he's someone that you should also look to keep just on the periphery to say, look, just in case you can slot into these positions because we have to get guys who can slot in. But I can see what the lead selected strength to do, trying to get our test cricketers. Right. They're more fit over cricket to build them, to give them confidence. Mm-hmm. So that if we have to slot them in into a T20 game, it doesn't matter. But we mm-hmm. want to make sure that they're ready for the longer version because the skills of T20 mm-hmm. is going to come from the four-day, five-day, and one-day cricket. I think that we're, we're heading in the right direction, but we still need to get those guys mentally ready. And it's sad that Chase has mm-hmm. not really lived up to that billing from the CPL. Mm-hmm. And he would have really fitted in there quite nicely. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Leon, I know that you've got a, a, a big appointment. I believe it could very well be the president, uh, Dr. Irfanali, because you tend to have that <laughs> kind of company. No, um, so, no, it's your, it's your, it's your mate, Sean Devers. Oh, okay, okay. Well, but he's just as big as the president in Guyana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite true, of course. Talk 
Anthony Leon about Guyana. Now, Barbados uh, beat you pretty badly the last time you played. I haven't won it for about five straight years. Do you think you've got the goods to win the regional tournament this year? Yeah, definitely. As I, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have a, a pretty experienced team. Mm-hmm. Um, we look, all, all of the guys selected have played first class cricket before. Right. So there, there's no new comp. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly where all, all the games will be played. But I really don't think that that should um your first your first game your first game is in Trinidad, our, isn't our it? Our first two games are in Trinidad. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the next three will be because oh. there are, there's obviously a break. Okay. And then we mm. start back sometime in April. Oh, I see. So I don't know where those three mm. remaining matches will be. But as I said, mm. you know, it it didn't have any bearing on on our team because we we've done well home and away mm. the last. Six seven years. No, um, right. n- n- no. When we look at the West Indies, just before you go, um, the West Indies oh, no. defeated England three two. Tell us about what you mm-hmm. thought um, in relation to the West Indies' very good victory against England. And are they trending in the right direction? Do you think, Leon? Talk to me. Yeah, I think they are. Um, of, you know, coming up of a point in World Cup. You know, to, to be the number one side, even if they were a couple of players or a couple of regular shots, it, it's, it wasn't an easy feat. Um, let's say England, England are the number one rated team in the Caribbean. I think, well, the Caribbean, sorry, in the world. Uh, I think the, the, opening, the opening partnership of, of King and, and mm-hmm. Kyle mm-hmm. kind of changed things up a bit. The left-right combination for one. Obviously, Kyle got away in the power play. He scored much faster than um, mm-hmm. hope you're scoring. So right. I, I think, you know, the top of the yard, you really need to get a good start in, in that power play in, in T20 cricket. And that's what we did in the last couple of games. Um, and I think they're obviously well-led. Uh, they're well-led. Um, the skipper obviously has... He's, he's very good tactically. He, has, he comes up with plans on the field and stuff like that. They, when they don't work, you know, he gets, he gets a bit of stick fit. Mm. But when it comes off, mm. they, you know, they did well. And I thought, obviously, Jason was, was excellent during the season with the ball. During that series, sorry. No, in terms of India, no. We, the guys are on their way to India. I think they might have arrived by now. What, do you, what are your expectations, mm-hmm. India? Leon? Yeah, different kettle of fish, obviously. India in India is so it's a um, tough mm. proposition, right? You know, especially them coming off of a series loss in South Africa. Mm. Yeah, coming off a series loss in South Africa, they'll mm. they'll be very keen to to win mm. at home. A couple mm. of players back as well, the captain back, Roy Sharma. Mm. But uh, you know, cricket's played on ideas between bat and ball, and I think you know, mm. once we get our tactics right and we execute them mm. properly. Mm. You know, we should we should come out and top in India as well. Nikhil has got a question for you. Nikhil? Andrew, I know I'm here representing the under-19s, um, but I just couldn't help but not want to ask Leon about Kevin Sinclair. Because yes. I know that he's not been included in the first-class team, and I think he's another mm-hmm. young talent that we've seen in the West Indies team and haven't already heard much about. So, Leon, can you mm-hmm. clarify mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. his development? Yeah, he's on, he's on the list of reserves. Uh, you know, uh, the trial games that that you would have played, uh, mm. the, the the other the other spin that was included, which are Moti and Lanzini Adams. Obviously, I think Kamal would always pick himself. 
yeah, multi experience spin as well, found favor with the selectors. And, and Adams, he's, he's somebody who's been very consistent over the last 10 years in Guyana cricket. You probably wouldn't know much about him. He slid one first last game when he was a couple mm. of seasons ago. But in the trials, again, he, he was outstanding with the ball and he got the, the nod ahead of Kevin, who is mm. still, still a very talented mm. player. Mm. And, um, you know, he's spinning up good enough to, to be on the reserves. And he works very hard this game. So, you know, I had a, I had a chat with him. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's disappointed, obviously, but um, he continues to work hard. He continues to work hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, in these, these times of, of COVID and stuff like that, an opportunity is always around the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just, just, just before you go, Leon, um, good, good question there, uh, Nikhil. Yeah. Um, do you still have the ambition to play test cricket? I know that Ed's a short who listens to this program and sometimes <laughs> doesn't meet his deadline yeah. for the nation because he listens to Mason and guests like Keith Holder who make sure that he's uh-huh. up at um, 6 o'clock. I'm sure Keith is with a big smile. Keith, I'm going to call you very soon um, because we've got to do some cricket uh, next week. Um, do you still have the passion to play test cricket, Leon? Passion. Passion is a, is a funny word. It's a funny word. It's a yeah, love yeah, month. It's a love I, month. I do, I do still have the passion to play. As I, was, <laughs> I, as I told a very good friend of mine, yes. yesterday, every season I go in looking for a good performance, obviously, mm. to, to still play international cricket. You know, I don't have that passion or don't mm. have that desire to play test cricket anymore. I'd, walk away from the game. Mm. And you, you're going to be around yeah. a, a long time in regional cricket. You're still a young man. You look pretty fit to me. I haven't seen you put on any weight like some other people. But um, you, yeah. you hope to be playing the first. Playing tricks I think the well. cameras are playing tricks <laughs> and you've got your, 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 your twins in the back there. They grow nicely. No, they're asleep. They're asleep. Oh, no, they're just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I see. Now, um, but, but do you still have the, the feel for it though? I mean, you've been at this thing for such a long time. I know as a short fellow at one stage, the noted journalist that you might have even captain the West Indies side. Do you still have the passion to play for Guyana and play regional cricket parts for the next five or ten years? Ten maybe a stretch in it, of course. Ten years? No, no, I'm no. Stretching no. It. Five would be a stretch too. Five oh, really? I'll, I'll be I'll be it then. I'll be Dev I'll be Devon Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, um, you know, I've I've always represented Guyana with, with pride. Right. Um you know, I, I still have that passion to help develop players. As now, team of Pauls and these guys are coming along. Who would be captaining Guyana soon? Mm. You know, I'd like to mentor them. I still have the passion to, to you know, mentor these guys. Right. Because when I want, when I when I'm finished, I want to leave. You know, leave the cricket in a, in a good place, as they say. All right. Well, thanks to you, Leon. Go and have that big appointment there. How, how's the weather in Georgetown? Is it good? Is it good in Georgetown? Tends to rain yeah, cats and dogs and pigs. Is it good? Yeah, it's too hot for cricket. Oh, it's really? Too hot for cricket. Really? All right. Thanks, Leon. Nice to have you. Yeah. All right. So All the, right. The, yeah. the, the captain of the Guyana side, and always good to have him on the show. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we are certainly going to take some calls and continue, of course, our program, Mason and Get. Australia, Bangladesh, Bermuda and Canada, England, the Netherlands, India and Ireland, New Zealand, Kenya, Pakistan and Scotland, South Africa, Zimbabwe and Sri Lanka, administrators, players and fans. 
Welcome to World Cup Cricket in the Caribbean. Welcome to the best game in the world. Good night. Good night to you. I have a poem here on the last um, T20 match. You have a poem? I'll go on it quickly. Okay, please. Time is short. Okay, yes, yes let's go here. T20, T20 at its best. Yes. The Windies pull off a scorcher of a series. No doubt all the fans were pleased. Kensington over was in a mess. T20 cricket at its best. It was like a tanty moral redo. Exciting cricket all through. Mm. From the very first match at the Mecca, T20 cricket was the winner. The Barmy Bar- Army came in from England and filled up the whole of Kensington. Every man vaccinated to get in with their masks and social distancing. The series was locked at two apiece. Sunday afternoon, Windies occupied the crease. They post a modest score, 179 for four. Then England came out to defend. But we got a youngster called Hussein. First, he made a toy of Jason Roy. Livingston and Vince couldn't play the boy. Ali tried unsuccessfully to crash the ball into the boundary. But Jason Holder had a different plan and sent him back to the pavilion. The spectators now jumping and shouting, drinks flying left and right. Protocols gone, mask in flight to the Barmy Army's delight. Mm. But remember, we got a number one all rounder. A tall fella called Jason Holder. He bowled in the twentieth over to decide the winner. First ball and no ball. Next ball out caught. Third ball out caught. Fourth ball out caught. Fifth ball a beaver trick. Mahmoud stumps click. What an over. What a match. What a game of cricket. Mm. That's it. Can you put that? Can you put that in the song? Um, just, just go to the mighty Gabby, or Red Plastic Bag, my first cousin there, the Honorable Red Plastic Bag. He'll clean up a couple of things for you, and you never know. You, may you win, never know. You may win the Calypso when, the, when we have crop over late in the year. You never know. Well, all because right. The crown. Who's your pick? Right, pick a pick a man. Mm-hmm. Bag or Gabby? <laughs> well, 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 All I have to tell you is that I'm from all the. No, no, no. But all I have to tell you is that I'm from Bayfield. Yeah. And bag is from Bayfield. Oh, so so you go with bike. No, do you think you, you, but do you think you still will ask the question again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minister Minister, based on that poem though, I mean, I know you're a good judge uh, and you know about um big scores as we saw in John. Um you, you think you'll give him five, six, ten out of uh, maybe five or six out of ten for that poem, Minister? You think he did a good job? I, I'm gonna go with a seven. A seven, yes, I, I'll go with a seven. Nikhil just sent me a note and said he'd give, right. him, he'd give him eight. <laughs> Philo Wallace said he'd give him five. And, and Dr. Forrest says he'd give him... I want to um, myself. Right, you give him seven. Russell Chief is going to India. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. Know. Right, thank you very much indeed for that call. Can we take another call? I think we can. Hello, welcome, Mason, and guest time is flying. Hello, welcome. Good night. Good night to you. Alvin, Alvin, I understand that on brass stacks on, on Friday with Barry Wilkinson, you, you cussed me in Beijing Powerland. Well, Is that I true? Think, I didn't curse you. I say you was bitten by your own dog. No, no. But, 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 what, I want, saying, but what, I want to do, what I want you to do is to come on Mason and Guest. I want you to come on Mason and Guest. Please. Listen what I'm telling you. Yes. But I don't know what happened because when you get bite by your own dog, you got bitten. No, really? Is that a chihuahua? Oh, great I was wondering, you got 
send me what kind of dog it is. <laughs> well, well, it's not I a pot. It's not a pot. Starver. Okay. Let me get to my point quick. Sure. 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 Now we are rejoicing over all three two victory. Right. This is true. I rejoice. But I could tell you, if my one was at home, I would have turned the TV off. Why? Now, this is, something is wrong with Black Senior Cricket. Mm. And I proved in those, in the fourth and the fifth one there, that is management. Mm. I, will, I will deal with one now and throw some of us together. Let's deal with the fifth, well, the fifth one there, that we win. Mm. We are 59 in the sixth over. Right. Can you tell me, Mason, right. what Shepard could do mm. that the top line batsmen can do? That's interesting. Interesting. Can you help me? I agree with you. I agree with you. But you know, no, 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 no. But 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 Alvin, what happens is that when you win, and I think one of the problems with West Indies cricket that we don't analyze success because in success there's also failure. Can no, I it was a it was a big blunder. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. And Paul too. But it worked. I mean, I mean, Paul came late. Pollard came before him, and that partnership between Pollard and Paul, I think, made, I think, won the game because it got us up to over 170. And uh, I, I must, you must compliment Pollard, in my view, for the, the construct. Yes, I can because he, he had no way out there. Well, well, I mean, you know. How can the, uh, a gentleman be not how he can hit the ball? Yes. But he, Paul. He, he ain't telling time, me right now. Yes. We have a, a gentleman there in the position that just made a hundred. Yes. And he can be for him. Yes, yes. That was a bit strange. That was a bit okay, strange. Okay, that was a, and the final one. Yes. Now, you have a young fast bowler. Yes. You give him one over in the first one there. Yes. You ain't getting none at all in second. Yes. And then drop so him you bring you bring him in now for the fifth. Yes. How can a manager or a yes. captain yes. put right. that young boy to bowl 18 or 19? Yes, yes. You can't put that young man under that pressure. We were fortunate to come out like he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Alvin, and, and, and Alvin, the story that they did was about Odin Smith and his relationship with Pollard. And I, I and I was bitterly criticized for it. No, no, but you've got to deal with the truth. No, we made I mean, so I mean. much blunders. We made so much mistakes, but we are not successful. Yes. Because the man that I love, you know, you and I used to go, war. Yes. Still do. Yes. Still do. Over, the, over my holder. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But, but tell me something, though. You also criticized me and said we don't take enough calls. But you're on tonight. Okay, yeah, but if I, may, if I say something and then you change, that means that what I say is working. Really? Yeah. Mm. I vote the fifth tonight. That, mean, that means an improvement. Uh, indeed. And I'm, okay. Oh. Well, thank you very much indeed for that. Yeah, call. Good night. We're going to go back to the key. The minister's smile is as broad uh, as, uh, well, well it's, it's Martin's Bay because my dad actually was born in Martin's Bay and I love Martin's Bay. Uh, can, we, can we take another call? Uh, a man from St. Thomas. There's no C there. Hello, welcome. Mason and Hello. Hello, good night. Mr. Good night Mason. to you. Nice to hear you. Yeah, and all of you. I'm going to call the fellow there. Fellow of the Marlins is the Iders. Um, Agree with on many things, but I don't agree with him tonight. Yes, when he don't watch that, you drop people when they same performance, but mm. that's got to come in. Yes, that's got to come in. Mm. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, call, I don't think that's holistically okay. You got to use them, and don't play a major part of selection. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you got to take them. 
Because if you have an exam and you got to get 50, you get 48, you fail. Mm. That, that's the coming. Mm. Yes. Are you begging next for two? Question <laughs> want, yes. The next question I want, I want to ask mm. is Jason, hold the foot. Don't bend anymore. You know when Jason wasn't performing to say that his foot is this and his foot is that? Mm. You don't hear about it you know, because you're successful. Right. If you start feeling, you're going to hear that this foot bend and this foot is not right. Mm. Like you say, where we win, you overlook. Yes. You fall. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much uh, for your contribution. Just, just hold it before you take the next call. Nikhil, um, let, let, let's go back to you, Nikhil. Uh, we had the, the first semifinals today. England played Afghanistan. Looked at one city Afghanistan. Chasing, what, 232 or 106 for three. Um, by the way, there was commentary there, thanks to my good friend Colin James there uh, in Antigua. We worked very, very um, throughout the day to ensure that there's commentary. And by the way, uh, you can listen to, to the broadcast today on the 19th tomorrow, and you can also listen to the finals as well, because it is so important you have cricket on the radio. But getting back to Nikhil, uh, your impressions of the, of the game today? Bethel failed. Yeah, fantastic game, Andrew. I think many people don't know the story of Afghanistan, but luckily they were in Group D, which was here in Trinidad, so I actually got to do their group games as well. Mm. And I think this story, because they were actually had visa issues, they were stuck in the United Arab Emirates, they oh, weren't yeah. sure if they were going to this World Cup. Mm. All the other teams had the opportunity to play warm-up games. These guys came straight into the tournament, had to play three games in five days, and still somehow managed to beat Sri Lanka, who topped their group, and then come this close against England. Obviously, a mm. uh, fantastic story, but heart-crushing. I think both teams, you know, were, were well-equipped. That Afghanistan bowling attack, even though they're out of the tournament, I think best in the tournament by a long way. Mm. Uh, but I think today's game was, was a fantastic battle, and it, because it's the first time in the tournament that I think England were really challenged, and they had to show some fight, you know, being 136 to 6, at one stage, and that big partnership between Horton and Bell. Um, and then even with the bat in hand, Afghanistan really came on towards the end. Um, Ijaz and Asai got some runs. Alan Noor got 60, and they, they looked at, as you said, as well, at one stage, that yes. they're already going to go on. But unfortunately for them, and I think tomorrow's semifinal will be just as good, and mm. we should have a cracking final. To see who's if champion. you had to pick a win at this stage, Nikhil, who would you pick to win? Is that a difficult question? Yeah, I think it's a very tough question, because mm. obviously you don't know between Australia and India, but mm. having seen it, them though, did you give Australia the edge? That Australian team, I think you can never count them out. Mm. Um, they looked a bit flat in the group stages, but that performance against Pakistan, a team which I thought would be challenging for the title, right. I think that for maybe just puts them over India, mm. and then it's between the two, England and, and Australia, mm. to then back out for the challenge. I see. So it should be pretty interesting. All right, that's, that, that's interesting. Minister, you, you realize the passion that we have in our cricket? I mean, I'm sure that um, uh, you, you, how important is, is cricket, uh, in your view, to, uh, to the people of, of Barbados and by extension to the people of the region? How important is cricket, Minister? Andrew, it is exceedingly important. Look, um, I think it is only second to football right. in Barbados. One of my concerns, um, and you mentioned you mentioned um, Kevin Wickham, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to treat to our emergent athletes in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Now, you you also mentioned that um, Kevin is from Market Hill, right? And, and there are three successful businesses in that locale, right? And I'm saying that a lot of businesses is a marketing budget, mm-hmm. and and we need to put some finance. Um, behind mm-hmm. our emerging athletes. Right, right. Um, 
So he should not have to struggle to find a gear bike, to find mm-hmm. uh, bags, bags, nothing. Um, because if, if we can have a situation where corporate barbers realize that there's um, a lot of good in sports in mm-hmm. terms of um, providing mm-hmm. discipline for some of our young people, mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, cricket is one of those things, like I said, that can, mm-hmm. can, can transform a youngster into mm-hmm. um, something special. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm asking, you know, corporate barbers to, to, to look at it. Mm-hmm. When you have your marketing budget, to look at sponsorship as something that is important uh, because we have youngsters who cannot afford certain pieces of equipment that mm-hmm. will be needed in sports. Mm-hmm. But if we have these um, big companies that are making X amount of um, dollars in the bottom line, I think some of those funds should go to um, emerging athletes. Mm-hmm. I think some of, some of the junior programs in cricket you know, you shouldn't have to struggle. Um, these corporate entities should come forward and, and provide some sponsorship. And if we can do that, then I think it would go a long way in, in terms of strengthening cricket and other sports in Barbados. Doctor? Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting, the, the economics of the top sports in Barbados. We, we know about FIFA and, and the large sums that are available for football. Uh, we know about the lottery supporting the the top sports, and we know about cricket being a, a revenue earner. And but yet all the sports need a, a piece of the the government's uh, pie, and, and athletics also being there too. I mean, it, this must be difficult and something that you have to grapple with in, in your time to come as minister. Um, yes, I, I agree with you, Doctor. Look, it, it is a situation where um, the pie is small and we have a whole set of national federations that are looking for funding. And I think we're going to have to start prioritizing. Um, like I said, the emerging athletes are the ones who we should um, put some funding behind because that is the next wave of what is good about the sports. Um, our under-19 cricket team, uh, we need to look at it. We, we need to focus on, in, in a similar vein to what China did when the Olympics were, uh, were in China, you, you zero in on those particular sports that can bring you um, the goal. Uh, our athletes, yes, we need to have them coming through, but the emerging ones are, I, I think, the ones that we should look at. You have, um, like, Daniel Titus, who ended up at the Olympics. You know, we, we need to look at individuals like that and to see how best we can strengthen um, the journey in terms of the quest to, to, to make Barbados proud. And, and also the, the outlet you mentioned about uh, the, the youngster and the, and the businesses in his locale and how I can help him, but there's so many uh, young athletes and young cricketers who don't get a chance to, to maybe represent Barbados or may not be on and on the 19, and, and sometimes the, the, the jewel is, is lost, as, as we've seen with, with Joffre, someone who, who may not have made it here, but turns out to be uh, a real important player. Um, how, how do we get the scouts out and involve everyone to, to really harness and recognize all of our sporting you know, individuals with talent? All right, so I, my, my take on it is we need to have, and, and I think Leon mentioned earlier about mentorship, right? Uh, Philo is probably not, is not an island from, from what I'm gathering. 
But you have persons like the fellow background who would probably pass by a match and, and, and able to, to identify talent based on what they've seen, based on experience. Um, government can only do so much. Uh, we can do um, the national programs, but at the micro level, we need to have persons who are at the club level identifying some of the youngsters who possess the talent that we can find and we can fix. And if, if it is a case that we can have that, then um, we can grow the sport of cricket, we can grow the other sports that are happening. But we need to have one, um, a, a, a strong mentorship program coming from the clubs at the community level. We need to have individuals from in those same clubs that is identifying talent to move it to the, to the next level. Uncle Vork, I, I think you have a question. Go yeah, ahead, I just wanted to ask Mr. Sir, because obviously, because of my age range, I've, I've been able to talk to a lot of the under-19 cricketers, a lot of the young cricketers in Barbados at the under-23 level, where we try to bridge that gap between the under-19 and senior level. I know COVID is, is extremely challenging, but I just wanted to know what sort of are some of the plans for the school-level cricket, because I think it, it was so telling at this under-19 World Cup that we didn't have our region under-19, and we didn't have the, the local under-19, obviously to no fault of any government, but just because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So going forward, as we hopefully can come out of this pandemic, what are sort of some of the plans for schools to get in terms of the school system and that cricket? Because I think it's extremely vital. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Look, we have, like I mentioned before, the National Sports Council that is tasked um, with developing that talent. Um, because of COVID, there was absolutely no cricket at that particular level. But we were refocused and the sports council will be able to go into schools and trigger mm. a program that is sustainable, that we can ensure mm -hmm. that over the long haul, that mm -hmm. primary school cricket, village cricket is up again running. So I, I agree with you 100%. In order for us to have a feeder program for the under-19, it must start at the absolute junior level. Mm -hmm. and, and the ministry and government is committed mm -hmm. to ensure that the developmental factor, the, the developmental process, is in place through the, the National Sports Council. Wonderful. Um, what we're going to do, we've just got a couple of minutes left on the program, mm -hmm. and I thought it was important to try to find um, someone who's associated with this young man, Kevin Wickham, and we found his coach, Sherwin Green. We were hoping to get Kevin on the line. Um, he has been responsible for him for some time. So let's go and spend the, the the final minutes for this youngster. Um, I, I call you a youngster, Mr. Green. Um, of course, you are very much involved uh, in the development of young Kevin Wickham. You must be very proud of the performance of this young man. Sherwin? Hey, good night, everyone. Good night, Andrew. And yes, good night, um, Mr. Charles Griffin, Minister of Sport. Yes, indeed, I'm very proud of Kevin. Very proud. Yes, and I mean, I mean, you look at his performances. I mean, he started, he, he didn't make the team originally. He got in, he was a reserve, 56, 61, or so, 22, and 104. I mean, you know, he, you must be very happy with, with, with those stats. Yeah, I, I am happy, and I really am glad that he uh, made most of the opportunities. Like you said, he was originally named a reserve, and... He came into the team pretty much, uh, I think, after the second game. Right. And yeah, so I, I, I really am happy. I, I can't say how happy I am for him and his performances. I know he's capable of. <laughs> I know I know what he's capable of. Mm. So 
I'm really glad for the opportunity for him as well. Yeah, and he had some misfortune. Maybe I can ask Nikhil, though. Nikhil, I know that you are a top journalist. Is there any truth that um, England is after him? Have you heard that? I, I will have to ask Kevin myself. I haven't heard that. Well, well, okay. Well, you can ask me. Well, you tell me. You oh, tell us that oh, yes, yes, yes. And this is why I, I spoke to the minister. Uh, um, I, I know that he's had a call because they, they, they look for talent. And we, we can't afford to, use, uh, to, to, to lose this young man. He's so talented. And as I said, Mr. Minister, I'm going to give you a call because we need to, to make sure that he's taken care of. But yes, there's tremendous interest. And, and that is like um, another scoop that I wouldn't have to retract. Um, yes, um, they're after him. They think he's a good cricketer. And I will tell you this, that if we're not careful, we could lose this young man. Tell us about him a bit, though, um, uh, Sherman. He had an unfortunate situation where he got his foot broken just before um, he was selected. I know in his first match, are playing for the, um, the, 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 uh, the, the school's team at Empire, made 100. What a talent is it in terms of this young man. Yeah, um, he, he has been a consistent uh, performer. He has the Warrior Cricket team from the time he came in the first form. Right. And, yeah, his statistics will show that he would have scored around 400 at each level, on the 13, on the 15. Right. Um, the school division and the, the, the interesting thing is that when he made his debut, he was actually supposed to play. I think um, Elvis Howard, who was the, I think he's the, on his letters as well. Right. I think he called me the Saturday morning asking me if I had any boys who were good enough or capable to play, um, you know, for the combine schools that day. Right. You. Mm-hmm. And it, it so happened that, that Kevin was available. And, I called him, you know, the morning. I said, well, Elvis um, just called me. Um, mm. He didn't need some players to fill in. Um, would you be willing? I, and he didn't even ask. <laughs> you know, he didn't even think twice. So he said, yes. And he got down to where they had to meet the bus. Um, mm-hmm. Turned out to Emperor. He was in the team. And pretty much that was the rest of his history. Isn't it, 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 uh, that a wonderful story? And in that game, he made 100, didn't he? First match. Yes, he actually made 100 on the end. Can you imagine that? Phil, oh, this is the name. This is the name that we got to keep. I know Nikhil knows well, him I, very well. Um, Nikhil, well, did you get a chance? Question. Yes, yes. What makes him so special? What is his attributes? What is mm. his mental like? Yes. Uh, the first thing is that he loves cricket. He does. He loves cricket. And um, one interesting thing about him is that wherever cricket is playing, he would find himself there. Even if it's over 40s cricket, mm. he would find himself there. Mm. So the, his passion for the game, I think, is what continues to drive him to want to succeed. Because I remember um, on the 15, he, you know, he tried out for the on the 15. He didn't make the team, but he said, well, you know, I didn't make the on the 15 team, so I can try the best to make the on the 17 team. Mm. And he keep performing. So his, his passion is what I believe drives him Mm. to want to continue to do well. I think that's something that um, stands out with him. He has the ability, he has the talent, but I think that, that passion and love for the game, to me, is um, the highlight of, you know, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. And Nikhil, in the interest of time, um, and any batsman for, for the West Indies that you were disappointed in, in you were expecting more, Nikhil? 
Um, I think probably you could say Teddy Bishop. I mean, coming into the World Cup with that type of series against England and then right. South Africa, 100 against England, he was mm. disappointing. But mm. to finish with 100, I think it was really happy for him. And obviously, he's just been picked for the Windward Islands in their first class setup. So that will give him a lot of confidence going into right. a big level of cricket. Um, I think he's one of the most talented players we have. But I think everyone would have been disappointed with the start that he had. But great mm. to see the fortitude shown. He was able to finish for the century and win the game for the West Indies. And in terms of a bowling, anyone that would have caught your eye, Nikhil? Um, definitely McKenny Clark. I think he's got a lot of he can bowl that bouncer, which I really? think is something. Mm, nice. Kirk is very is very pleased with a lot of fast bowlers. Rayon King was at this tournament. Very, mm. very impressive. But I think Johan Lane um, only played the first game and the last for the West Indies because of COVID, but three wickets against Australia, mm-hmm. two against Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Also for Barbados, I think Johan is, is definitely yeah. one for the future. Right. Well, what about Thorne? Isaiah Thorne, a lot of talent as well. I, I think all these guys, Andrew, they wouldn't be picked if they didn't have ability. Isaiah right. Thorne has got that raw pace and he's also got athleticism in the field mm. because of his height. Mm. Um, he can get that bounce as well. Probably just the consistency needed from him. Right. A little more discipline. We saw some a lot of wides on the leg say that went for four. That, that 37 wides in one game for the West Indies, which mm. lost them the game. Mm. So those are the small things that I think they need to improve on, but a lot of talent is there. Mm. Okay, we, we, we run out of the time. We're going to leave the, the final words, of course, with the minister. Minister, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We know that we would have, you know, uh, taken your time away from maybe in, in Gall Hill or in Martins Bay or in, or in Sherburn. I'm sure you know Sherburn very well because I think your opponent is from Sherburn, so you spent some time there. Um, uh, Minister, you know, I'm, I'm a very cheeky man, so you expect that. Uh, your final words for the people of Barbados. We got a treasure in Jason Holder. Um, a wonderful series, I thought. Five T20s. The crowds were big. The West Indies won. They go off to India. Then they come back here for a test match. You must be a very excited Minister of Sports, uh, Mr. Charles Griffith. Oh, Andrew, I, I am. Thank you for having me. Look, government is committed to developing sports in Barbados. Um, I am humble at this time to be the vehicle to drive the process. Right. But I'm sure that, you know, we will continue to be proactive in our approach in terms of developing sports, in terms of, like I mentioned before, unearthing those, those rough diamonds that we need to, to make shine. And I, I believe that we're on the right track. Um, government will do what is necessary from our end. But again, I want to, to suggest that it is impossible for government to do it alone. Corporate Barbados must... Um, step up to the plate and lend a hand in terms of the development of mm. the development of Orion. Mm. Well, for after that speech, is going to be very difficult to beat him in St. John, huh? No, St. John is well represented. There's no opposition. I wish the minister and the government of Barbados all the very best. COVID is still very much alive. Yes, thank you, Philo. You'll have to stay safe and follow the protocols. Right. What pleasure being on this program with you, Mr. Minister. No, sir. It's nice to see you. Yes, yes. He's got a beard now. He's got a beard now, Nikhil. And doing a wonderful job. He's so proud of you, Nikhil. Growing up, Andrew. Yes, growing up. Yeah, growing up. And, And Dr. Ford, your final words, you got... You got 10 seconds, but I know it's not difficult for you to do anything in 10 seconds, Dr. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, congratulations to the, to the West Indies on being competitive and winning the series. And welcome to the minister. I hope we'll have you again. Nikhil, it's great to see you. And below, as always, uh, thanks for the contribution. Andrew, mm-hmm. always cheeky and not an empty vessel. Yeah, indeed. Thank you very much indeed. And I think I must end on this note, too. There was a meeting between Weeper and Cricket West Indies yesterday, which I understand was very muscular. 
So don't mind all the talk. They're talking behind the scenes, fellow, and you know that as well. And, of course, I stand by my story, but I'll say to them that I still represent the West Indies in all my colors, that I want them to do well in India. My final words to them, feed your fish and doubt will starve to death. I'm Andrew Benson. Here's hoping for a bright tomorrow. It's good night.
Saturdays as well. Good night. God bless.